Okay, let's start the show. It's September 12th, 2013. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. <laughs> I'm Will Smith, seated two people to my left, back on the show. Gary Weta. Hello. How are you doing, sir? Um, I'm good, thank you. And between Gary and me, Norman Chan. I see you tried to mix it up there. I mixed it up a little bit. I like that. I know. <laughs> Did you have a, a, a stand-in, a backup in place for me? Because you messaged me yesterday about whether or not I wanted to come in. And then I, I didn't see it and I didn't get back to you. So like as early as... There was some talk a couple of hours ago. You didn't know if I was even coming in, and I'm notoriously re- unreliable you, these days. Yeah, so. It is true. You always have to have someone on deck, I presume. Um, you know, you'd think that we would do that if we were that well organized, but the the stand-in was a paper cutout of Brad Shoemaker. So, so we were just going to put a piece of foam core up with Brad's picture on it, and then I have a soundboard that sings Brad says. Well, it's a good thing I What's came in because I hear says? that. Um, I've, hey, I've how's tell. it going with Dota Two? I've heard tell that when you two guys Stop try to do jungling. it just on yourself, by yeah. yourselves, without a third yeah. person, whoever it is, yeah. that it's, it can be a little rough. It's because we it's hate geometry. each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, no chemistry. triangles. No. There's no chemistry between the two of you. Oh, it's math. You yeah. need that third person, that buffer. It's like, the, it's like legs. You, two is no good. You need three. Who's your Wait. favorite uh, third chair? I heard that Jeremy is Norm's favorite third chair. Jeremy is m- not that, my favorite non-Gary Third oh, chair. no, you can't. You, no, that's not what you said last week. No, exactly what I said last week. Jeremy is good. I said, Jeremy, Jeremy uh, you're my favorite. Jeremy used to do the Game Theory podcast with me and Colin Campbell. I love that. He was, he was great. We had a reunion. Yeah. Except for I don't think we had Jeremy. We just had you and Colin. No. We should have you and Jeremy and Colin sometime. Uh, yeah. He's just, Colin's just if down only, the street if now, only there, If only there were some special event coming up that would allow for a lot of different guests hmm. to come in and out, hmm. that would be the perfect opportunity to do You mean like, like a that. podcast that goes for longer than our already too long two and, two and three hour podcast? I don't think it's too long at two hours. I think two hours is a good length. But, yeah, but we always go over. Fairly regularly. It's really under two well, hours. Well, if, if you don't go over, people will complain. Um, well, what is people complaining ever stopped us from doing anything? Uh, I, yeah, you know, I think it's time to mention, you know, Octobercast is coming. Yeah, I mean, it's we just confirmed. next month now. This have morning. We, have we confirmed? Uh, Gary, do you want to do Octobercast? Sure, why not? Hey, Norm, what do you think about Octobercast? Yeah, sounds good. Hey, Will, do you want to do Octobercast? Oh, yes, Will, I'd love to do October. Yeah, okay, what I think would, it's done. What We're in. The, what would all the kids do without us? That's it, it, it's a whole new generation of kids this year, right? They're one year older, or maybe it's for the next generation? For, for the kids? I don't know. So Last uh, year's kids got enough. Details will kids. come. We will have more details about October. I can cast. confirm it will be in October. It will maybe. It might be in November, but it seems like October is looking pretty good right now. Hey, well, maybe we should do two October cast year. I, th- I still April. think that's a good idea, but no, now I have a kid. No. And there's no chance. No, no, no. That was never way a, too much. You need a full year. You need to recover. When you, when you first mentioned the idea to me the other day, I seriously was. You were you were noncommittal. I was very on the fence about. <laughs> it. I was like, do I really? Because if you remember, I just go back and I I have a very strong sense memory of just what those last six hours are always like 
Oh, but it was unnecessary. It was unnecessarily bad last year because the timing window that you suggested from six pm to six pm. I didn't suggest that. That was no, all no, Chan. That, no, I think listeners knows your idea originally. It was, it was oh, a terrible don't pin idea. that shit on me. No, it was. You idea. know whose fault it never is, Gary, or whose fault it is? Never wills. Funny that. I will absolutely guarantee you. I was staunchly opposed to starting no, at six was, pm. You suggested it. You guys are <laughs> both go. assholes. Um, and that's what made it awful. Everyone remembers where they were the last. Six hours of Octobercast. Oh, Norm, God, it was just brutal. I'm going to read the Gary chat log. Hey, we need to make a go, no go decision on Octobercast soon. Here's the date we're thinking about. Does that work for you? Gary responds 10 minutes later. I'm sorry, seven hours later. <laughs> let me think about it a bit. It took, it took <laughs> dot, me seven dot, hours dot. just to arrive at let me think about it. To you get the shocked. full fortitude. Well, it's like a video game. You know, you it. use your special power and then you need a recharge time. And the recharge time it takes for Octobercast is a full year. Although I'm thinking, Will, for both you and I, yeah. that you know, having had, uh, having grown in the last year a lot more accustomed to doing without sleep, maybe we're better conditioned now. If I can get one good night's sleep before, yeah, I mean, let, hold on, let's let's be honest. I can sleep through anything. I am I am a like the baby when she was sleeping in the same room as us. I could sleep through that when mm. she's sick. I sleep through that. I'm a monster. Gina has to kick me when she wants me to get up and get the baby in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um. So I don't have any problems sleeping. I mean, it's a little disrupted, but I'm. It's I pretty mean, certainly, easy for me these I would days. say that over the course of the last year, I've I've grown accustomed to just dealing with better now. But the first six yeah. or nine months were were rough. It was but like, never at twenty four hours though. Never with the baby. Well, well, he did twenty four hours of Octobercast with the while the baby was and I just, a, in I the just, worst, I just, worst of the worst. I just came back from a from a trip uh, to Europe where because of the way the flight connections worked out, I was up for something like thirty six hours. Oh yeah, goodness. and that was you know what happens is you eventually hit that wall where everything kind of resets and you're alert and awake again, but you still you don't realize how desperately you need to sleep. So, so the thing that happens to me after Octobercast every year is I come after the show and I go back and I sit down. And you're really you, you get done and you're really cranked up, and then like I sit down and start churning out the video and audio files, mm. which takes a fair amount of time. And usually by the time I have that stuff good enough to make it through the next day, I'm wide ass awake. It was That's real bad. Look, no, look, no, it wasn't not, good at all. I'm not looking through. forward to it, but you know, I am. The it's audience, fun. we get to see our it. friends. Yeah, we always have a lot. I'm, always, I'm not looking forward to the end of it. No, the last few hours are. I don't care. Like, I think what we should do for our own sake is book some really good guests for the last quarter of it. I thought we booked pretty good guests last year for the last well, we quarter. Did. We had we Adam had, Savage. We yeah, had Ryan Block, and right. uh, some interesting people came in, but yeah. like. Wait, I, got no, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing for him by that time. You're, you're the tank. Well, you you cleared out last year. You had a sick baby. I did, and that I, last. I, in a way, it was it did me a favor because I don't know if I would have made the last couple. of Yeah, hours. you were starting to drag really, pretty hard. Really did you drive home. Yeah, yeah, he oh did. Goodness. It was bad. But idea. I had the like the adrenaline rush of like sick baby at home oh. that kind of gave me that boost. I had to bail out of the last dad cast at the last minute because I had a sick baby at home. I can't imagine how damaging. Like that whole process of getting home to Chunder City and then having to go to the doctor and have them judge you. It's too early to reveal anything just yet, but we've... There's nothing to reveal just yet. We've discussed some possible uh, tweaks and ideas. Expect the unexpected. Changes to the format that might make it a little more interesting and more doable as well. Jeff Green wanted us to do a fully nude October cast. He was the best guest last year. He was so good. The skull bong? With the pencils. He's all. I mean, he's the always the, is the Mountain Dew. Oh my goodness! He's always just the thinking about last year. Yeah. Amps you up for this. Didn't year. he follow? Was he before or after Adam? He was out. I don't after. remember. He, he had to he follow a MythBuster. So I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty good. 
and he, and Jeff, he held strong. Jeff, we need to schedule like whenever it is that we're hitting the wall and we feel we can't go on. I think Jeff is always the morale booster that gives us that extra that extra push towards the finish line. The one thing I will say is that last year I don't think we did enough audience interaction stuff. Like we we didn't take up too many, enough calls in the middle of the night. We right. didn't do. I enjoyed um, the calls last time. Like reading the, reading the first stuff. One. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely do more of that stuff. I know. Take some like, calls. That was one piece of feedback we got from everyone that was like, "Hey, we would really like to have more chance yeah. to talk to you guys." It's a morale boost to be reminded that there are actually are people out there. Yeah. Watching this thing when, and perhaps even enjoying it. When there's some dude in Sweden that sees the sun and we're in the darkest part of night, yeah. there's nothing better than to hear from them that there is still a sun out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's Octobercast. Uh, I don't think we're going to break Joey again this year. I, I, the push up challenge, wonderful though it was, I think had some some unexpected side effects. Well, we've got, got some, a lot of money in for again, charity. I think we've it already bring we've already got kids. some interesting ideas for things that might uh, yeah might might keep it fresh. more more to come soon. Um, think about the latter half of October, not the the first half of October. Yeah, closer to say. closer to Halloween. Yeah, the yeah. witching closer, hours. Closer to Halloween is yeah. a good time. Yeah. Um. So my breakfast routine lately has been completely revolutionized. Are you eating breakfast? I eat breakfast every day. I don't eat breakfast. Every you day. should eat breakfast. We I, were talking about this earlier. It's it's my shocking. breakfast is. Liquids. You should start with a with it's a good a hearty meal. Coconut water in the morning. No, that's, that's not terrible. that's not food. That's no, coconut water is delicious. It's well, it may very well be, but I don't think it has much nutritional value. So yeah. much nutritional value. Potassium, more potassium than bananas. Yeah, but there's no calories. There's nothing in it's it to like calories. I'm going to fuel just, you through the day. I'm, I'm well, just, no, it's, it doesn't need to fuel me through the day. It fuels me through. You know, eleven thirty a.m. I'm going to yeah, let you guys the, in the comments. This is why you always have this, this lunchtime type crash, and the whole why so many podcasts are nothing but you complaining about how. That's why you I had are. beef jerky just now. Well, that again, you need that's you, you got to get some protein in there. Protein's protein's important. important. Fat's good too. Did you yeah. know that fat is very important for childhood brain development? Uh, yeah. If All kids don't get enough fat, then they fats. end up dimmer. I also um, read a story this week that said the larger your testicles are, the more likely you are to I have saw that. strong paternal instincts. No, no, no. It's the smaller you are, the more likely you are to have strong paternal instincts. Oh, no, I thought it was the other way around. No, oh. no. <laughs> Huge <laughs> testicles. We should, we should get this straight. Yeah, yeah it's very it important. Was an, this was before an, I weigh myself, <laughs> it's very important. How, how large is your scrotum? Um, Crotch grabs all around. So I, I'm, I've been testing an emergent circulator. What is that? It's a sous vide machine. Okay. Is this the... It's not, it's the, not sans the sans air. air. What do you sous vide for breakfast? Eggs. Oh. So you, isn't that just like poaching eggs? You poach the eggs in the shell mm-hmm. at 65 degrees Celsius. Uh-huh. I put them in the morning right when I get up. I go get in the shower. Oh, so you crack the egg and it comes nope, out like a nope, poached nope. egg? I just, oh, yeah. You crack the egg in the sh- from the shell and it just pours out like a poached egg. That sounds fantastic. It on top, of, a, on top of an English, English muffin, muffin or a piece of like sourdough toast or whatever. Like a good... Because the eggs often need a lot of cleanup, and whether you scramble them or fry them or whatever, I like a nice poached egg. But even I, a poached egg can be a hassle. I will tell you the secret of poached eggs at home without using the emergent circulator. Uh-huh. Get a nonstick skillet, a wide flat pan, right? That can hold two and a half or three inches of water. Uh-huh. Put that much water in it, uh-huh. enough to cover an egg. Uh, crack your eggs into like a one cup measuring scoop. Mm-hmm. And put them, just set them into the water, tilt it, kind of pour them in gently so they don't spill out everywhere. From the time you put the first one in until the time you take the first one out should be three minutes. You can scoop it with like a spatula, like a rubber spatula or something. So it scrapes off. Because the thing that, that's nice about this is they stick to the bottom of the pan and they don't move around a ton. Yeah. Three minutes gives you perfectly cooked whites, good yolks, 
Um, you scoop it out, put it on your toast, whatever, you're done. I do like a nice poached egg. I think it's, it's my favorite really preparation of an egg. Really? Poaching like fried is... Eggs. Fried eggs. I, I like a fried egg as well, but a fried egg, there's so very, so much variation between a good one and a bad yeah, one. Yeah, bad fried egg's real bad. Fried it's, egg. e- it's easier to rely on a poached egg coming out well. I made duck eggs this weekend. Yeah? They're Bigger. way too rich to eat on a day-to-day basis. Like, like three bites of duck egg is good. Ten bites of duck egg is too much. Mm. It was delicious, though. How do you get ten bites of duck egg? I got a dozen duck eggs. You should start eating eggs in the morning, Norm. Eggs are good for you. I I used to fry eggs in the morning. You're a growing boy. That fat's good for your brain development. If you're super lazy, even just do this. Hard boil a dozen eggs at the start of the week. I hate hard-boiled eggs. Oh, well, then that's not going to help. We talked about this. He does hate hard-boiled eggs. Or gross. Oh, I like a good one. Terrific. Nothing wrong with a hard-boiled egg. Flaky, powdery. Probably my fourth favorite form of egg. Fried eggs. Fried eggs with a little bit of soy sauce. I like a I like right. a poach, a good scramble, a sunny side up, Scramble's and then good. a hard boil. Yeah. Um. So some stuff happened yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday, so you're hearing it. So two days ago for you guys at home. Oh, so this doesn't go out till tomorrow. This doesn't go out. But until today tomorrow. is today is today it. is there yesterday, but tomorrow today for them is our tomorrow. I'm confused. Yesterday for us is two days ago for tomorrow. them and yesterday for the people yesterday is two days from today. All right. That that makes that's much simpler. You got it? Yeah. You're I good? Tuesday. All right. Never forget. Tuesday, Apple had a special event at their Cupertino campus. Yes. In the small amphitheater. Oh, we should probably apologize for the jackhammering. Do you think people can hear that out I'm there? I'm absolutely positive I they can, can hear it. I can barely hear it. There's, there, there's a construction crew out there with a pneumatic drill. They're putting lofts in next door, I think, oh, and they're they? jackhammering up the, the power. It's very mains. loud and annoying. Um, <laughs> Not unlike us. Yeah. yeah. It fits in nicely. Um, so Apple had an event at the special event. Also, if you don't want to hear Apple business, probably just fast Some, forward maybe an hour. Will, somebody in the comments will put in a time code yeah. that you okay. can zap forward Good call. to. But yeah, their annual their the annual iPhone, iPhone event. event. Uh, they uh, held it at the small theater at Cupertino, which I think is probably the normal place they do this. I can't remember it's their headquarters. Yeah, um, started out with a bunch of stuff that nobody cares about: Apple Store business, Look at some iTunes Apple Music stores. Festival. Here's how many iOS devices blah, we blah, sold. Blah. Uh, jumped into a million. That's great. There's a there is a very familiar script to these at this point. They show yeah. you some new Apple Store they've built. They brag about. How many devices and how many apps they've sold and blah, 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 and they and then they get into the what is it stuff. the Wadsworth constant on YouTube that you can fast forward through thirty seconds of anything to get to the good it's stuff the first 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 minute third or, third or something like Apple keynotes especially the iPhone one there's always twenty minutes at the beginning that, that go make some coffee yeah or you've something. got you've got to sit through it um, talked about iOS seven stuff including release date it's September eighteenth which is a week from yesterday yeah a week from today right for us yesterday for them. Tomorrow for people at the i two i i I'm excited about Wednesday. Wednesday, yes, next Wednesday. Um, they kind of went down the high points. A lot of stuff they talked about at WWDC. I've been using it for a fairly long time. Yeah, how are you liking it? You've been living with it for a while. Um, I I the one complaint I have is that the transitions are a little bit slow. It didn't seem that way at first. I want to take a look at it on my phone before I leave. It's because you're on an iPhone five. It could be because I'm on an iPhone five. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you've retained privileges after the after the scrotum incident last time. What you're, you're tweeting? I, I don't know if I can trust you with a with a Twitter account on a. Oh, I'll do it under strict supervision. Okay, okay, I'll let you. I'll I'll hold you. Uh, this is beta six. Hey, you have an even uh, better. GMs re- are out now. GMs, GMs came out yesterday. I want to. I want to. I want to mess around with it a little. Bit. I so haven't updated to the Goldmasters yet. But. So GMs Goldmaster is what will be released. Yes. Next Wednesday yes. to the public and right. developers have that now to do the final updates. Yes. 
Right. Um, I'm already getting a lot. You, know, you, you see a lot of the apps already doing their pre-iOS 7 they will pre- start, preparation changes. Yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff that changes in the apps. People have to support the new keyboard explicitly, it seems like, and stuff like that. What's the new keyboard? Um, I guess they changed the It's a little bit smarter. It. Yeah, it looks different. It seems it uses the new kind of color scheme. It's light instead of dark background. Right. And I'm seeing just a lot of like the dark background. I'm already the seeing dark, a lot of dark background. I'm already seeing a lot of app icons getting updated for the new flat design yeah, as well. Yeah, you'll see that too. Um, the big stuff is the quick access tray that slides up from the bottom that yeah, gives you things center, like right? yeah, they, they they have a name for it, but it's volume, playback controls, flashlight, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, flashlight, clock, a um, couple other things. I don't know where I'm it looks, like, it looks like they packed a lot onto one screen yeah. for the command center, but it'll be nice to be able to, you know, just get to one touch. A lot of those things you used to have to go through three or four settings. It's, before. it's a lot of the stuff that you had that was like when you double tap the multitasking menu and then swiped over to the right. Right. So that now the, you just get there. Now right it's away. just there on one swipe. Yeah. They also broke out multitasking, so it's a completely separate thing now. It works a lot like the old WebOS one did, where you have like cards that show the status yeah, of the it's a current full window. Screen, right. Yeah, full screen Not preview, pushing up the, uh, the the home screen from the bottom, and you swipe up to uh, to close something. You like push it off the screen. How's, On the iPad, it's four fingers. You can still do the four finger swipe between the different uh, open apps. How's the parallax background? Uh, it's unnoticeable. Like it's something. That oh, I want to look at that. As you well. kind of notice the first time you handle it, and then never just forget about it's just, it. It's just it's just there. It's it happens. Just a gimmick. It's, it is. <laughs> you say that now. When I'm sure it's one of those things. After you see it, you're gonna love it. Well, here's the well, thing. We'll see. It makes going back to like I picked up Gina's iPhone the other day, and I I actually replaced my iPhone because the camera was broken on it, uh, and they gave me one with iOS six, and it no felt, scuffs. No, it's a brand new oh, version. Oh my god. The the chamfers. Yeah, so, so sharp. So sharp. What was it like going back to iOS six? It uh, feels this? really, really old. Okay. Like it feels, it feels much less movie and dynamic. Uh, the new notifications pull down. I actually find myself using. It's still not as good as the one on Android. Uh, and the calendar stuff that's on the main home screen is okay, but can't compare to Google. Do you think now. it's going to be jarring for people? Every I, it's going to be massively iOS jarring. I've had a lot of new features, but it's always essentially kind of looked the same. But this is, as they have said, yeah. it is by far the biggest. Update, certainly visually that they've ever done. Especially when you think about the fact that anybody who has an iPhone 4 or newer is going to get a, a notification that pops up and says, hey, there's a new version of iOS out. Press the button and it's going to update you. Yeah. That's going well, to blow my parents they've away. They've always been very proud about the fact that most people Upgrade. on iPhone yeah. have the most recent iOS. Because they, they have to, basically. Yeah. It's, How far back does it is it supported? Uh, it's, it's iPhone four, four, iPad two. Yeah, right. that's exactly it. Um, and and the iPad and I, uh, iPhone versions will come out on the same day, day and date. So it's not yeah. like one was delayed. Oh, they, usually you wait a little longer. No, for the no, iPad no, version. no. But not the rumors recently. were that the iPad one was further back in development. iOS four, so you this have is to all, wait. All, the, all your devices will be yeah. updated simultaneously. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to it. The phone, the photos and camera. So a couple other things I noticed: the photos and camera changes. They talked about moments. During the keynote yesterday, yeah, it's um like I don't like moments at all. It is very dis- disconcerting. I'm it's not, hard to find your photos. I got to tell you, I well, I have a massive photo library on my phone, and it's very poorly organized. And sometimes I want to show someone a photo, and it's like a nightmare. I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. How, is this going to make that any better? Maybe. Well, you can scroll, zoom out all the way for the year. Yeah. Even. Mm. I I don't. It just made it a big mess for me. But maybe, give me like maybe what I'll are the three things that you like better? What are the three things that make this better than the old? The version? quick access tray is a huge, huge game changer. Like day to day, the thing that swipes up. This from the thing bottom? that swipes up from okay. the bottom. Um, what do you? What do you most commonly find yourself using that for? 
uh, volume and playback for okay. music or podcast or whatever. Cause it, you okay. know, it works, it works with podcast stuff. One of the other things they've done, if you listen to non Apple's to music apps that aren't Apple's music app, uh-huh. they're much better about handling. They seem to be much better about handling background requests to play music now. So it okay. keeps track of the, the, what was playing last, even between like reboots and stuff. Right. So if you're using downcast to listen to a podcast, and press play. You have to restart your phone. Your phone crashes. Whatever you press play when you come back, it's going to pick up where your where your track left off. That stuff's great. Okay. What else? Um, the new camera is actually quite good. Camera I, I, app. The camera app. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine ever using the Square Photos. Yeah. That's but, just an Instagram thing. But right? the 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 way they've the new design on that is much better. It makes changing things like HDR and turning flash on and off much easier. Mm. Um, you can, you can, the panoramas seem to work a lot better. Did they add filters as well? They added filters. I'm not a filter guy, but that stuff's in there. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, the other stuff, the default mail app is, seems better. I'm still using Gmail instead. Do you prefer um, the general aesthetic? Because when they first unveiled liked, the aesthetic, people were very divided over it. I liked the Android 4.1 plus aesthetic this is very similar to that i i liked it i am i am um i am not enough of a design guy to say that i think this one is better but i don't mind it and it, it i've become accustomed to it very quickly okay um the they showed airdrop on the keynote stage yesterday i do like airdrop i could see i haven't been able to it. test that because i don't know anybody else who has ios 7 around right. um but i'm going to put that on gina's phone tonight i think so we'll try I it out like and AirDrop. we'll report back on that in the future uh there's a male voice for siri now uh, she can Siri can read Lady Gaga's tweets. I gotta say, I think Norm, you won Norm, this one. As Norm has pointed out many times, yeah. Can, in a side by side comparison between Siri and Google's own voice recognition on the iPhone, it's not even close. Not even close. I, I, I did a couple of um, tests side by side, and stuff that Siri would just trip over and get completely wrong. Google yeah. voice would just nail. and it's a useful stuff. Yeah. Yeah, use. I was bummed when I asked Siri to read Will Smith's tweets. It went with Will Smith, who plays for the Saints, not mm. Will Smith. Me. Yeah, thought that was kind of a ripoff. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, they didn't talk it, about maps if, at all. If GM no. is out now, yeah, is that something that you would recommend if people can get access to it? That they don't try? pay ninety nine bucks for it. Well, no, I mean people I mean, can find other ways. Or just GM. wait, right? Huh? They can find other ways to install the GM. No, why not just, why, you have to be not, a developer. Why not just wait for the last? It won't authorize. Um, I would not. So here's the thing: if you install the GM, updating to the first release after GM is a little tricky. You'll have to restore your phone, restore it from backup, that whole thing. More it's a big pain in the worth. ass. Just wait and do it the right way. Um, it's only a week. It's a, it's six days at this point. By the time you hear this, yeah. so yeah, you can you can totally wait. Six days. It's an eternity. I'll freeze myself. It's a um, long, yeah, to comment yourself. It's a long, it is a long time. The, to wait. You know, the last thing that's worth mentioning is that they snuck Facebook audio in, which has showed up in one of the early betas and then seemed to disappear for a little while or maybe i just didn't yeah. see it yeah it's basically voip calls using the facebook audio fa- sorry facetime audio codec mm-hmm. Did i say facebook this whole time so it's facetime audio yeah uh it's oh, right. so voip like audio skype. so you can use it like skype except for it goes it works like facetime or iMessage with all the all that stuff and it's a much higher quality so it's audio codec all your calling yeah and stuff. Okay. So it's lower cool. lower bandwidth yeah. requirements uh, is it lower bandwidth i would think it's I don't know about bandwidth. Audio. It's interesting because it's taking something that most people have free now because calling on the phone is at this point you have unlimited calls for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're turning it into something that's metered again because that uses your data plan if you're using FaceTime audio. Right. But not much. I got to imagine not much. But, you know. You can also call directly to computers. You can, can yeah. call directly to computers. I assume running Mavericks and, uh, and iPads. And also if you're doing international calling, it's yeah. uh, very handy for that's that. That's true. 
Yeah, that's true. iPads. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they didn't talk about maps. Uh, it's got to be so. Apple must be doing a tremendous amount of work on maps behind the scenes because they know it was kind of embarrassing and they've got a lot of catching up to do. But they're not. They don't feel they're not there yet, or else they like, would have said. The maps, I haven't. Like, I've never once had to update my Apple Maps. Uh, well, this is something we talked about last. Is week. it just happening behind the scenes? The, like, how is that? But the data, the data on the maps is constantly changing because right. you're, you're connecting to a server, downloading stuff from the server. So when they they don't update the maps app very often, but they they are pro- presumably constantly updating the responses and the the stuff you get. Oh, on, and speaking on of map, another nice feature in side. iOS seven, we'll be not having to constantly. Uh, manage all your app updates because it just does. Yeah, that was great. So that is a huge phenomenal change. Sick of doing that. Um, oh, I, I never do it on Android. Right. Exactly. Thanks, Norm. The yeah, because nothing ever gets updated. No, no. There's constant updates. Constant it's a never-ending stream. Except for your actual, except for your actual operating system. No, no, no. What phone you well, have. you you didn't listen to last week's podcast. They've they have completely bypassed that problem with the Play Store stuff. Um, so all of the core apps for for Android are now updated through the Play Store. Right. Rather than as part of OS updates. So your Gmail update, your Gmail app, whereas the iOS mail app gets updated once a year with the new version of the OS, yeah. the Gmail app gets updated five or six times constantly throughout the oh, year. Oh, that's good. And, and making the point releases of Android much less important. Right. Um, the, the automatic updating of apps is great until you have an app that breaks stuff. So I didn't realize that the Google Authenticator, which broke everybody's keys last week, that was, annoying. was updated until it had already happened, yeah. and then it was too late for me to do anything about yeah, it. I had, I had to, to go restore new, all that uh, stuff. Backup keys and everything. Yeah, it sucked. It was real bad news. Um. So yeah, that's that's the big stuff. I think. I think, like you said, it's going to be a huge adjustment. Uh, my I it's fully be like, expect you know, like they do like calls a big, from my parents when they do a big update to Facebook. Everyone's like, "Oh, who moved my cheese? This is all not yeah. how I like it to be." And people all complain for a bit, and then they'll just get on with it. I, I'm going to send my wife. My wife's going to be with my parents while the update hits. Yeah. And I'm installing it on her phone early so that she can be the first line of tech support when their iPad and iPhone get Jeebus. updated. Yeah. Prepare yourself, people. Wow. It's coming. Um, so, yeah, that's iOS 7. We'll be mm. shooting a video about iOS 7. Yeah. I, I, we probably should do that early next week. Um, iPhone 5C is the next thing they talked about. Yep. We're just going down the list in order here. Uh, the 5C is m- much speculation was made about the rumored plastic iPhone. It is essentially an iPhone 5 in a plastic unibody frame that's $100 cheaper than the iPhone 5S. So what, what happened is that you can no longer, after these phones are released on September 20th, you can no longer go into an Apple store and buy an iPhone 5. So what, limited happen, what happens if my iPhone 5, which is covered they for will still by have, Apple Care, just like yeah. they, they will have they'll a just, they'll have supply replacement of replacements okay. of yeah. refurb units, right. un- but they'll likely actually be legitimately But the iPhone 5 units. has basically been bifurcated into these yes. two separate products. So, so Well, the, 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 in years past, what's happened when Apple's released a new yeah. phone with a 5, last year's phone gets pushed down to... The, the entry level. So right. 4S, as of right now, the 4S is $99 and 4 is free on contract. Right. Um, I'm actually is, surprised that they held on to the 4 That was the big surprise. Um, what happened this time is that the 5C 
is not a low cost phone for consumers. It's just a low cost phone for Apple. It's the well, it replaces last year's phone. So as opposed to it being seeming like the the it's last year's phone now as, as a budget phone is now a mainstream phone. It's a technically a new model using all the same internal hardware as iPhone 5. But the, okay, so the biggest point of contention was that a lot of people had speculated, and a lot of this stuff had leaked out ahead of time. Yeah. The plas- all the plastic shells were out there. Yep. People knew it was called the iPhone 5C. All this stuff ended up being legitimate. Yeah. Um, but the whole point of what this was supposed to be was this is Apple is always competed at the mid to high end, but a lot of people in you know emerging markets and just people on lower incomes, whatever, who want an iPhone or want a phone, mm-hmm. are all buying Android phones because those are the ones you can get cheaply. Well, they've done. And really... this was supposed to be Apple's way of competing, but the, but even their cheap, so-called cheap phone is actually quite. It's expensive. not a cheap phone though. It, they, they've done well by selling last year and the year before's phone at discounted prices. Well, that's what or I'm trying free. to figure out. Wasn't Apple already addressing this market yeah, through the through the fourth generation phones? So here's the problem with that with that strategy when there when there are two identical phones. When you're selling two phones that look exactly the same, but one is $100 cheaper, even though the, the more expensive one has better hardware and new camera or whatever dumb thing. But they don't look exactly year. the same. No, he's saying in the I'm old days. I'm saying in the, the old, old days. days. When, they sold, when they introduced the 4S, the 4 and the 4S, the 4 and the 4S look the exactly the same. The 5 yeah. and the 5S look, unless you get the gold one or maybe the space gray, essentially look the same. Right? Or you know, with the, the, the ring around the thumb. Right. Right. Yes. There are there are subtle differences that yes. indicate that that is a new phone. What they have done is they have turned last year's phone into a distinct product instead of making right. sell just selling last and year's not only phone. Do, right. Not only turning into a distinct product and increasing the perceived value, because it's all perceived value. Right. Um, for, for this, is, this, is, this is marketing happening. But also guys. the perceived new product is cheaper for them to make. Because it's less, it's more differentiated than right. the, the iPhone five and five S because it's thicker. You know, it has it's has a bigger but battery. This is not it's steel instead of aluminum. The emerging market low end phone that analysts and people expected it to be. Every year after Apple announces something these days, it seems the stock yeah. price dips. Analysts complain, but this year in particular, it seems like the reaction was so very negative. It doesn't matter; they're going to self make four billion markets, dollars again. And the biggest market fine. is China. Uh, China Mobile's no deal announced. For China Mobile, the right. big the people big carrier speculated there. on that. Yep, um, they they're not going to do the emerging markets because then they they drop their revenue per unit, Apple's revenue per unit, and this model it all stays the same. And in fact, they're probably I would suspect making more per unit on the five Cs than they would have on the fives because the five is an expensive piece of hardware to build because it, of the aluminum building, right. the chamfering, and all this. So stuff. so there's two things. It means that people stuck on a biannual update, which is where most American consumers at least are, don't have immediately the cheap phone. There's not the pressure, the social pressure or whatever nonsense. Just to be clear, this is nonsense that people feel because their phone is the old one. That goes away because now their phone is still the good one, but it's last year's good one instead of this year's good one. It's not this year's cheap one. Um, Your mom doesn't have it. My mom doesn't care. My mom runs an f- iPhone 4 and is really stoked. So oh, My parents want they, they want the 5C because their 4s are sucking. Well... That is coming, I'm sure. Um, the close-up shots show that it's the same basic frame design as the five. Most likely, it has two screws in the bottom on either side of the lightning port that hold the 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 guts of the phone into the case. It is a little bit thicker and it's quite a bit heavier. It's 132 grams versus 112 grams. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very interested to to kind of get one in hand because one of the things they they went to pains to explain was even though this is a plastic phone 
it's not going to feel plasticky and cheap like a lot of plastic. I don't know. Like it's, do. it's, a, it's a glossy plastic. Yeah. So it's, and and it's, uh, from everyone who said they they've used it at the the hands on time, um, fingerprints get all over it. Yeah. Um, sure, it looks great in the photos. I would prefer to matte plastic, something like the the polycarb that Nokia used, Nokia used on the Lumias, the first gen Lumias. Yeah. Where when you scratched it, it would still be that same color, which I'm not sure is the case here. Um, I'm going to go to the, the Apple store and just take my keys out and work on the back of one of them. Sure. See if it's all the same color all the way through. Uh, the, the bigger thing, like you said, Gary, is why they why did they keep the 4S? Because not only then, yes, we understand they need a free on contract phone, but the 4S at this point is more of a liability for manufacturing because they're it's not a different using screen. scale. They're using yeah. a different screen. It's 30-pin connector. They're building that hardware still. They still have to keep in stock. Is it still a 30-pin connector? I would have thought, I would have thought I they would at least upgrade them to Lightning. 4, 4S is 30-pin connector. Um, I, I, and well, another thing is there's a lot of pressure from the development community to drop the 4S the, the, the screen because size. of the screen yeah. size. Yeah, yeah, yeah people so want a uniform screen It's liability. Size. Yeah. For both manufacturing and software support. I don't I, fully understand it. And, and again, I, I, but nor do I fully understand a lot of the people... Uh, complaining about what they thought this thing was going to be. I don't think Apple was ever really going to make a low-end phone. Then Apple's not in the business of making low-end mm. products. I think that it is there, still a dot there is a connection. There was a uh, conversation within Apple between the bean counters and designers of whether the 5C would have been the free on contract phone and and the 5, last year's 5 being the $99 and then the $199. Here's, further differentiate. Here's the thing. And I think if the 5C launched at zero on contract, People would be very happy. Yeah, there's still. And I think that they. they but the point is, that in a lot could, of these other markets that the people expect this phone to be targeted at, where you don't get the two-year contract subsidy, you have to buy the phone for full, full freight. I don't very think they care as much about the the other markets as the analysts want them to. I think that they're interested in getting gaining U.S. market share right now, and they, they want to, they want to be the largest phone in America. The biggest selling phone. And I, I think, mean, this, I think that, that, think is, this a, will that is a goal. That. I think that's where the money's at. I, maybe. I mean, those are people that are upgrading every year. Um, the cost of their goods is, you know, I think this is a fallacious statistic. But, you know, for if you look at the cost of the disposable income of an average person in China and even multiply that by the number of people, it's still a relatively small my, amount of money. My guess money is that six they can months take. from now, Apple will be crowing about how the iPhone 5C is by far their biggest selling phone ever. So, yeah. what's interesting also is that 5C available for pre orders, 5S. Yeah. yeah, on the 13th. Not available for pre orders, wait in line by day one. So, oh, is that right? Yeah, there's no, there's lines for the 5S. Oh, so you can't get on, you can't do the online thing so and that, have it sent to your house? Not for the 5S. And that tells me I it's one of why. two things. It's either one, uh, manufacturing is constrained on the 5S, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is not the case um, because it's essentially the same manufacturing as, as the 5, which they were doing. Well, CPU, year. new CPU, though. Eh, sure. But more likely that they want people to get in line for the 5S. They want those lines. And that tells me that they are unsure about the demand for the 5S given the 5C. Um, well, that's true because it's going to split yeah. the demand. Because there's at $199, there is, you can buy two phones at $199 on contract now. A 32-gig 5C or a 16-gig 5S. And I think that 32-gig is more attractive to the majority of normal well, people. Well, it's even – it's actually – Yeah, every, I mean every time we've been in yeah. a line, remember what they always say the only ones we have left are the 16-gig because people don't really want that. No, that's not true at all. Last year for the 5 line, people were buying the 16-gig white AT&T was the number one that they sold. At, oh, no, at our 64 location. that's always Nobody wants over, a 64. No one needs a 64. Yeah, it's $300. Um, um, the thing, the thing – 
about the 4S though is 4S is still under. If you bought two years of Apple Care, the 4S is still under warranty for another year potentially for the next six or eight months. So that they are still having to make 4Ss to refurb. But that's a small quantity as opposed to mass producing because those free on contracts sell so well. People bought them last year too is what I'm saying. Like the 4S has I been understand. in production. This is the third year of 4S production. The, the, the inability to I'm saying um, is a liability if they want to move forward. The fact yes. that this can't be pre-ordered is the, is the final straw for me in the sense that I, I was 99%. Well, we haven't gotten to that yet. What? The 4S, 5S. I'm not talking about the 5 Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, you want to finish? You're jumping ahead. I didn't realize it was so structured. Well, this is it's usually this is a, a serious fucking podcast. Usually not Gary. as regimented as that. Serious business. I mean, this is a podcast where we suddenly, in the middle of iPhone conversation, we'll start talking about fucking Doctor Who or some shit. So I didn't realize that we suddenly got so strict. Yeah, that's why we had to bring that whole thing in. Serious business. All right. Podcasting. The rules of podcasting stay must on, be followed. Stay on the level. All right. Um. It's ninety nine bucks for hundred for sixteen gigs, one hundred ninety nine for thirty two gigs. No sixty four gig on the color model, and and oh, is that right? No sixty four gig color yeah, model. Because again, I think they why, no, why? People yeah. Need it. I love no also because they they want to sell services, store services. Yeah, they want to sell cloud. I love that the names of the colors are just names of colors: yellow, blue, pink, white. Black. Doesn't look like a blue. I think it's I think it's I don't, a light blue. I don't black, blue, yellow, pink. It's not like skylight or thunder. Or Toledo. I'm glad um, I'm not in the. I'm glad I'm not the market for a 5C because I always get uh, paralyzed by coloring decisions. But you I do want you, you do want to hold one in hand. You you want to. I do because again, I think the problem with plastic products, and again, this is why a lot of the the premium Android phones like the HTC One have moved over to these metallic designs because they know that plastic just feels cheap. Um, so it'll be interesting how Apple's approached it. You know, they made a big deal about how they put a, a metal frame inside the plastic to yeah. kind of give it some heft to make it feel not. You know, creaky and plastic. I'm going to go ahead and tell you a secret. What? They did a steel frame inside that case because steel is cheaper than aluminum, and the old frame was aluminum. The old frame was the trough on the back of your five, five and five S. Well, whatever it is, the point yeah. I'm making is that they, they, I think what they've tried to do is give it some more, you know, to take away that cheap plasticky feel, even though it's still plastic. So we'll see. Mm, maybe I, I would prefer it be lighter. I mean, yeah, when, if it's plastic, when we picked up that iPhone five last year, so light, felt like a phone without a battery inside. Some people, can, some people said that it was so light they almost found it kind of unnerving. No, I've gotten used to it now. But I remember, remember when you first picked up, picked up the five, you were like, "Holy shit!" Is, is there anything? It just it looks like a like, like you thought it was a demo IKEA, that had no guts yeah, in it. Yeah. yeah, feel how sharp the edges are on this new one. It's crazy. Oh, you got it replaced? You got it replaced because the camera has a scratch on it. How did you get it? What was your excuse way. to get it replaced? So, yeah, you, there was a story a few months ago. It happened to be true because I was looking at – Gina was looking at all my photos a few months ago and that I'd taken with the phone. She was like, you know, every photo you take has a spot in the same place. Was well, a scratch on the lens? It wasn't a scratch on the lens. It's actually a purple spot on the sensor. Uh, um, and they don't they, – the guys at the Apple store at least didn't know what it was. They said it, they think that there's either some particle that got stuck in between the sensor and the lens or maybe cosmic radiation. But that was grounds for how, replacement. Uh, Instant replacement. Didn't yeah. even have, how much did they scrutinize it? What, the rest of the phone? Well, anything. We opened up the – We they were like, can you unlock your phone? I was like, yeah, sure. He put the camera, aimed the camera at the white table, the birch table at the Apple store. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, it's right here on the side. Done. Let me go get Biff. He'll get you a new uh, camera. Love it. Love it when they swap them. They were like, have you backed it up? I was like, yeah, sure. We're good. Wow. In and out. You should have bashed up the, the edges of the phone even more. 
Well, I dropped it. You know, the edges. Well, I'm quite else, jealous of someone, someone else' pristine new phone because mine. my own dumb mistake. You know, like when you get a brand new product, whether it be like a, a nice white pair of sneakers, like for, for, or or a brand new shiny phone. For the first couple of weeks, like you're super protective of it, and every <sighs> tiny little scratch or bit of dust, you you freak out about. And then, but then you cross the kind of Rubicon where you just don't care anymore. Once my I dropped iPhone it, now is I, pretty, I dropped mine, beat up. and we're we're approaching the one year mark for warranties. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go investigate my camera sensor as well, or look for a dead pixel. Or, I mean, you could get had, in there with I the keys they, and scratch up the... They will, dead one dead pixel, they'll swap it out yeah. immediately. Yeah. And, and there you go. Your resale value just went way up. At 100 bucks, your resale value. Yeah. yeah. Um, advantage of that warranty. You're paying for it. You've already paid for the warranty. I had Apple Care. I, I, I got Apple Care Plus. So you're in. You're not changing. Well, you're going to get up at 4 o'clock. Well, I don't okay. want to jump ahead, yeah, Will. Enough, I don't want to mess enough. with your strictly so the iPhone, organized podcast The iPhone 5S... Oh, we are moving on. We're now? moving on now. Okay. You want to talk about the lovely iPhone 5C Croc uh, cases? I was going to bring. I was going to do a case segment at the end okay. of the phone talk because they're they're cases are the new in thing at Apple. Cases are back. Cases are back. All right. Um, the big thing on the 5S, and I, I'm air quoting big, is the fingerprint sensor. You think that's the that's that's this year's big. There were feature. three high points that they seemed to focus on. Yeah. The fingerprint sensor. There was a video about. Yeah. You, the home button has been replaced with a home button slash fingerprint sensor. Yeah. You put your finger on it, and it will unlock the phone. And also, it will let you, instead of typing in your password to buy apps and music from iTunes, you can just tap your finger on Usually the home Usually with the S bump. Yeah. About, you know, there's the, they go from the, four, they go from the, you know, the, the, the big generation update, then the S, which is more incremental, than the next big one. What was the 3GS? Was that GPS? It was just, it was just uh, much faster, I think. They said the S stood for speed. They didn't, they, say it, they didn't say it for this time. did not stand for anything. The Someone stands, stands for, for second. Sen- At this point, S just stands for the one that's slightly better than the last one. Yeah. Slightly better. That's what it stands for. So if you look at, if you look at like the iPhone 5, that was a big jump. It was LTE came to the iPhone. Huge. And the new screen. And new screen. But more Those than anything, big. LTE was a huge deal. Right. And then so if you remember with 4S, what, usually yeah. what they do is there are a couple of things, no matter what generation they get, they always talk about a better camera every single time. They talk about they talk about faster speed, and then they add one other thing that's not like something that actually is new, but not terribly exciting. With the 4S, it was Siri. With the 5S, it's the fingerprint sensor. Yeah, sensor five. five uh, I think the S stands for sensor because there's oh, also the new. Whatever. Um, they also have rolled out new processor enhancements, and I think all of the S series phones and the motion uh, co-processor. co-processor. Yeah. So okay, so let's talk about the fingerprint sensor first. This solves a problem. It's a pretty minor problem. It's a minor problem. But for someone like me, who likes to keep a passcode lock on their phone... I do that too now, thanks to you. Uh, <laughs> see, it's very wise. Yeah. That's, it's handy to have. I feel more secure about leaving my phone around. And also, it can be used for other things like in-app you know, purchases, iTunes purchases, things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's nice, but it's not like, I gotta, I gotta get this. Well, so here's the thing. Feature. Because I have to type my iTunes password a lot, I have intentionally not turned on two-factor auth for, for iTunes. Or, and my, my, that, the, that, that's the only account I have left that supports two-factor that I and haven't turned it on. And doesn't iOS 7 come with a password keychain that will make some of this stuff yes, easier anyway? it does. I'm, I'm less excited about password keychains that are OS-specific. Because I also do use Windows occasionally, and I use Android stuff occasionally. And if I can't get to my Apple keychain on my Android device or my Windows yeah, machine, see, it's I'm much less in valuable. The ecosystem, so I'm all good. Yeah, that's no. going to be a, it's perfect. It's all going to be tied together. The thumb and that keychain thing eventually. Yeah, 
Well, the thumb, the, so the thumb stuff is not stored in the cloud. It's only on the machine. I'm saying within the device. You'll be able to use the thumb for to all unlock sorts all of you have to log passwords. into your stuff. Your thumb is your passport. Um, the sensor, the reports from people who had hands on with the device said that it worked much better than they expected. Um, well, it's look, unclear it's, I mean, what that's like if, in the real if, world. If you've got a feature that's right at the gateway to your phone, if it doesn't work properly every time you can't even right. open your phone, that's like Apple, I'm sure, with this one. Unlike Siri, which is like kind of a novelty, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You can't have sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't on a feature that is the gateway to your entire so device. It sounds a lot like when Android came out with the facial recognition stuff that you could easily right. bypass by putting right. a, a photo of someone in front of the phone. Right. Uh, and I expect many many youtube videos of people bypassing fingerprint with and also sometimes it didn't work even with your real face it just wasn't reliable enough so they have to have made sure that this thing works all the time i think adam and jamie did a mythbusters episode where they tested fake fingerprint scanning technologies so we'll which you can do yeah we we can we can consult them and and maybe we'll do so it's a nice it's a nice feature for people that like to keep their phones locked like me yes but it's not a phone selling feature for me. Well, but what if if every single web service and website uh, that you need to log in with, you just touch it with your thumb? If if it was fully supported on everything, that would be great. Well, because it's, it would be tied into that keychain yeah. system. Well, we'll see how it goes. So, and you never have right to type now, in a password. Right now, what I'm saying is I'm not getting – That's this, not a system right seller. Now I'm, right now, I'm putting myself out there and saying this is the first iPhone that I will not be buying right at launch. You said that. You've said that in the past. I, I know, think but I, think it but I really mean it this time. <laughs> it's for realsies. This time I really mean it. Okay. Uh, the camera stuff, like you said, they always pitch a bit better camera. Yeah. It has improved significantly But the, but the over ways the in which it is better, 90% of those ways do not appeal to me. Don't care about Flash because I never, ever use Flash. But what if you could use Flash? What if Flash didn't make your pictures look like shit? Well, that's the thing. So you never that's use, the problem. You never use Flash because Flash no, generally no, no, no. makes your pictures the, look the, shitty. The, the pictures will be better white balance. If you use Flash, but it'll still look like Flash. Yeah. So, so okay, like we should explain. We should explain this. The idea is that they have a dual tone Flash. One is cool. Two two LEDs. One is a cool LED, and one is a warm and LED. You can actually see that on the phone. There's clearly like yes. two little flash one bulbs. One is pink, one and on one is blue. Right. Um, and uh, it it analyzes the scene and shoots an appropriate combination of the two flashes to balance between, say, your white hot light of the sun right. and your cool blue LEDs. So it's LEDs like kind of like HDR for flash photography. But the, the actual kind illumination of. is still... It's still they binary. Show, I mean, they showed some examples it's, of it's how flash, flash on or flash off. Yes. But. It's not like there are gradients of illumination. It says it could, there's a thousand combinations of the two flashes. For, for color temperature. For color temperature. I'm not, but I, not illumination. I'm not... I'm not this is the kind it. of thing you have to see... And test in, in the real world and yes. not in their, their demo stations. Right. Um, so I don't care about Flash. Okay. Uh, they have a higher speed sensor with bigger pixels. Yes. So each, each pixel is larger on a same megapixel size sensor, but the buckets that the pixels go in are larger. Now, so, Norm started shaking his head, so let's let him talk. Um, what does this mean, camera guy, Norm? They said the sensor is 15% bigger. Uh, and they're 1.5 micron. The pixels will take up 1.5 microns of space on the sensor. Uh, it, but it's, blah, blah, it's exactly blah, what HTC One did with with the uh, the their ultra pixel stuff, the best, which is still bigger. What's the best okay. camera on any phone right the now? The Nokia 1110. Is that the 10, one that actually 10, looks like 10, a real 10, the big lens on the back that looks almost like a real camera? It's a 45 megapixel. 41 megapixel camera. It's huge. Right, but the bad news is it comes with attached to a Lumia. Right. So you got to use Windows. Um, yeah. So, okay. So 
that's interesting. I think that the high speed video stuff is more interesting. The fact that you can shoot 120 frame per second video. Don't care about that. Don't care about making it's not slow important now. Videos. I think a lot of people will care. I about think that. I think people will. Still, well, I can only talk about myself, man. <laughs> I don't care about it. But you do I don't have any burst. friends who okay. ride. I you don't, have a dog I don't, and a cat. I don't have any friends that do BMX tricks. Joey, so I, it's not useful for me. Joey has proven that high speed video of dogs and cats is really funny. So at one twenty frames per second at seven twenty p, that's four times slower than real life. Anyone doing any action is. More entertaining at yeah. 4x. It's a young yeah. person's feature. No, it's a, I, even for babies. M- myself yeah. and most people Little I bugs, know. That much more adorable. Baby My, high five. Boom, 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 no. boom, boom. And, and the neat thing is iMovie is going to support all that stuff so you can slow it down yourself. Myself and most people I know look pretty much the same in slow motion they do, as they Probably do worse in slow motion. Yeah, you look much worse in slow motion. Um, the, the burst mode is the feature that appeals to me. The burst mode is interesting, but it, like there's a lot of magic stuff that has to – and I air-quoted magic again – Magic stuff that has to happen to make taking 30 photos in three seconds or whatever the gap is not a nightmare of organization. And they immediately came out and said, look, the software is going to pick the best ones for you. But it will also manually show you all of them. Yeah, so what happens is you hold down for as long as you want. It will take at a rate of 10 per second, Mm -hmm. which I think that the exposure and the the shutter is going to be so fast that like if you want to hit it like on a phone tap fast – it's gonna those individual pictures will look better than the automatic burst one. It will, I don't know if you tap the phone, it's gonna move. Yeah, that's the problem. It. I don't think that out of those thirty, you're gonna See, get maybe so three usable. The ones. problem that I think, but I think that's supposed okay. to alleviate is you know how you get a picture and it would have been a great picture apart from the fact that like they you were caught half blinking and you look kind of stupid. Right. Or but there was probably a picture a quarter of a second either side of it that was the right yeah. one and this will get that now. So you people will be trained then to hold down the shutter on the physical button or yeah. on on the screen right. which is totally great. You probably can't so do it's HDR kind of like a, on it. It's kind of like a photographer taking all kinds of pictures because then they go through them and they pick the best sure, one. Sure, photographers just hold down the shutter button right. and shoot it at 4fps. Um, but the way the software will filter those is that it'll show the grouping and you'll be able to swipe through right. and pinch in and pick out the ones you want to save and then dispose of the rest immediately. Didn't they also talk about... Maybe so I they don't even pollute your eye. Didn't they say that they also kind of like amalgamated pictures to create the best one? No. That's, uh, it's, uh, I, there's a lot that? of software that does that. You can do that with Photoshop and Lightroom and a bunch of other stuff. But again, so as someone, you know, as someone with a with a baby, and it's often hard to get a good picture of, of her because she's off. Yeah. She's always, you know, running around. Burst mode, you might actually capture some of those moments. Your wife had some stuff to say about this. I think she. You said the best camera is the one that that you have. My, and she said, I always have I'd my, much rather have almost my, always have my iPhone with me. Yes. But what we did was our Sony NEX, yeah. which is a better camera, yep. we now try to keep that more on hand because you're just going to get better pictures at the end of the day. But you have to go, like, go get it, whereas my iPhone, I was like, oh, quick, I'll take a picture. You have it nearby anyway. Yeah, spinach um, face. So um, I, I'm interested in the camera. Like, uh, as always, that stuff we'll, we'll see once we actually get the real hardware and see what it, how it actually performs. Yeah. Um, the other thing that they were pushing pretty hard is the A7 processor, which is a new... Apple-specific ARM processor. Uh, they're saying it is twice the performance uh, because they've switched to 64-bit from yeah. 32-bit architecture. Yeah, um, They've doubled the number of both standard registers and floating-point registers, which is essentially like the workspace for the CPU. They threw a lot of CPU. tech jargon at us in this part yeah, of the presentation. Um, I talked to people I know, including John Stokes, formerly of Ars Technica, who is a, a low-level CPU expert. 
and he was really skeptical of he, he mirrored my initial thought that six, moving from 32-bit to 64-bit, given the t- amount of addressable RAM that these systems have, is probably not going to have a 2x performance improvement just by itself. I'm sure it will ultimately be faster. My The reason why this doesn't really appeal to me is not because I know or give a shit about what a floating point is or addressable RAM or any of that. I just, it's just that 90% of the things that I do on my phone, yeah. I don't think I'm going to see the benefit. If you do want to play Infinity Blade 3 or something like that, I'm sure you will. But I don't... I, I don't do that. You know, we all think our phone is good enough now. Uh, and we thought that with the 4 and 4S yeah. and even the We thought the, the 3G. Five. We thought the 3G was good right. until the 3GS came out. And what right. the people who did have used the 5S at that event said it it is again, once again, much noticeably faster. So so the thing about God well, damn it. I'm going to end up being a hypocrite again. Yep. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Well, here's the other thing. I'll see you in line, Gary. Here's the other thing. Because I, if if I have to, I'm I'm done, man. Taking my fucking folding chair out at five o'clock in the morning. We're gonna be in New York, so you're gonna have to go stag if you're if yeah, you're going I'm out not, there. The only the only way I would be convinced to do it is if we all do it. As Come to New York. It. Not doing it. Come to New York. No. It's fun. Well, no. we'll have a good time. No, I'm not doing it. Um. So it's it's uh the two x performance boost is doesn't make a lot of sense. Given what we know about the way ARM processors work and the way we, what we know about CPU architectures in general, um, will, you know, I'm sure someone will do white papers and stuff like that on this soon. 64 is double 32. Yeah. But, but the, the reason, <laughs> the reason 64 bit software on PCs and Macs was faster is that it increased the amount of RAM that the applications could use. Since these phones aren't anywhere near the amount of RAM that is the 64 bit, uh, the 32 bit addressable limit. That doesn't make much, make as much sense. It makes more sense for things like iPad. Like I would love to see an iPad with eight gigs of RAM in it. That sounds really cool. Um, but for right now, I I don't I don't see what the what Does the benefit this is. Forecast ARM, uh, Mac OS. I don't. Maybe I mean, maybe I can't imagine after seeing what ARM Windows looks like that ARM Mac OS is going to be much better. Would you want to use no. a, a Mac a MacBook Air RT? Yeah, if battery life was two yeah, days. I, I'm happy plugging in every day to get real performance. Some people aren't. I mean, if performance is the same. Then at that point, then if performance is not the same, that's well, Apple blows. So smoke. those we, we don't the, know. So those were the three main bullets: faster processor, better camera features, and fingerprint. Mm. That's it. OpenGL ES 3.0 in the A7. The other thing that they added is this thing they call the M7 coprocessor, which is the gyroscope accelerometer and compass. Oh, the motion coprocessor. Yeah, they're always right. on. Yes. So and they did actually mention a bunch of like real world circumstances where that might be useful. There's a ton of stuff. Uh, the, it's good for augmented reality stuff. It's also good for like motion trackers and pedometers and stuff like that. Right. If you look at um, turning on Fitbit-like apps and Nike Fuel Band-like apps on your iPhone now and leaving that running all the time, it will decimate your battery. The right. idea is that by putting in a dedicated coprocessor that can run at much lower speed right. and draw much less current. And, so, and, and just some useful passive things, like if the motion processor knows that the phone's been sitting yeah. you know, idle for a while, it won't be constantly pinging the network. It also lets like you know that it's in your pocket versus on the table versus in a bag versus... On your nightstand, that is. I think that's part. There's a lot of useful applications. I think yeah. the health stuff is much less useful uh, because I still think it's silly that a lot of people use these phones, regardless of how light they are now, as like to jog to, for jogging, like armband I, iPhones on armbands. I just even like, iPod touches on armbands. I like having um, RunKeeper and stuff. Yes, and I think those like stuff, that's, that's the benefit. I think what the motion code processor tells us is that Apple is going to put this on a small device, whether it's 
uh, a shuffle like device watch or, or whatever. A watch or whatever. Maybe. Um, and they're experimenting with it here to get get all the data sorted out. I'm, yeah, I'm a, lot of, a lot of applications in a watch. The one thing I would say is that I'm much less concerned about destroying a fifty dollar Fit, Fitbit Zip or even a hundred and fifty dollar Nike Fuel Band right. than I am my seven hundred dollar iPhone by sweating on it. By sweating on it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, th- two new colors. One well, one updated color, one new color. Gold. No um, interest. Nope, I'm good. But the. Uh, I guarantee there's a big market for it. Space gray will probably be the best of the three. Will probably and they'll never reveal this, but it'll probably be the best selling one. Space gray is so the new updated. So it's black. not. So the black one's not going to. The new one's not going to look like the black iPhone five. No, now. The, it's going to be a subtle change in the, the colors. The speculation I saw from people who had hands on is that the new aluminum surface is a little bit different color and looks like it might age a little bit better. Because if you look at your black iPhone 5 right now, it's, it's probably – there's nice chunks taken out of the chamfers. The thing is I wouldn't want to get another black one because it dings up like crazy. My white one but aged the, really the well. The white one doesn't really appeal to me either and gold appeals even less. I, I think it's stupid that we're talking about phones aging well. Yeah, because they don't no matter what. Mine, mine looks brand new. <laughs> they age well if you replace them every year. <laughs> um, um, I think somebody pointed out that gold, especially there are certain cultures in other countries around the world where that's a big deal. Yeah, and, and that um, was, that was I think uh, before they made the announcement when all the rumors about the gold phone coming out. I'm glad they're calling it gold and not champagne. Yeah, that pretentious. That was champagne. unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not very, but it is kind of closer to what we think of as champagne. Sure. It's not like blingy gold. Right. It's it's not it's 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 not like yeah. It's, it's not like the gold plated the, the Saudi Arabian phones. Not, but people who do like gold and bling, this is the phone for them. And also in in certain parts of the world, in certain markets, uh, aftermarket uh, cosmetic adjustments to the phone. A lot of people choose gold. You know what I would have done? What would you have done, Gary? To, to fully capitalize on the kind of people that this gold phone and is diamonds. for. People basically with fucked up ideas about status who think that their phone says something about yeah. who they are and how great they are. There's plenty of those people out there. Yeah. A lot of people can be Here's standing in the middle of Times Square. I would have said the gold version is $50 extra for no reason at all. It doesn't cost us a penny more to make a gold one than the black one or a, or a white one. But we're just going to – because that way you can say, yeah – you know this one actually costs. It's not just that gold is like this one actually costs. Or me they more could have because there are suckers that would pay that. <laughs> you could do throw it. in the Apple Care mm. mandatory Apple Care. Remember like that bullshit million dollar app that did nothing other than prove that I you paid rich. a million dollars for it. Yeah, yeah, that's what people. Did they sell how many of those? Seven. What? Two refunds though. Still what? Yeah. I am rich. It was a thousand. So I don't like the look of the gold one. But um, I, I think a that's lot so of people, racist. Well, Gary. and the other, and again, it also buys it. also plays into the fact that people that want to prove that they have the latest one, the gold one's actually the only way to do that. From like, well, that's know, what you're saying. People are going to walk Times Square and hold their phone up, put their thumb to the on the home button. My phone's unlocking. Look at me. My phone's unlocking. Yeah. Um, Space Gray, though, that's a name. I'll be. I'll be curious to see it. I, I think that. I mean, in public, people are going to be more curious about the ones the color. Uh, iPhone 5Cs, yeah. then, then the, the that touch is immediately yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll, I mean, they will be very uh, bright. Although, again, not necessarily easy to differentiate from any a bunch of other Android or Windows colored full phones that are already out there. So uh, the phone, 16 gig is 200 bucks, 32 gig is 300, and 64 gig is 400 on yeah. contract. Add 300 bucks ish to that for off contract prices. Yeah. Um, T-Mobile is doing an off contract. Uh, off, just normal off-contract skew again this year, four hundred bucks. And I'm in an off-contract bucks, year. No, you paid. Did you pay full price last I year? I Paid full price last year for the five, Ooh. so I'm off-contract this year. And by the time even my dinged-up iPhone five would probably wipe out most of the uh, on-contract price, but I'm still not going to do it. 
We'll see you in two weeks, Kieran. Well, I'll see you in two weeks. I'll be at home in my bed um, while everyone else is lining up. I, I mean, like really, we said you earlier. Can't, you can't get it online at all? I no. think if you like iOS and you want to stick with iOS and you have an iPhone 4. Or 4S should, even. I'm or not 4S, saying I won't get, get one. 5C. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I'm not saying that I won't get one. I'm saying that I'm not getting one day one. Like I mean, all the others. here's the thing. If you have a non-LTE phone right now and you want an iOS phone, buying an LTE iPhone is a good move. I, I would agree. Buying a non-LTE iPhone is a dumb move. There are plenty of people out there that are, you still see a ton of 4s and 4s's around. Yeah, of course. A ton of them. Lots of people have them. Because people, again, people were, were on contract or for whatever reason they didn't want to go. The 5C is, that's what they're going to go to. But if you have a 5, if you already have an LTE phone, yeah. you're happy with it. Yeah. Fingerprint sensor is the Siri of this generation. You do not need it. The new CPU is going to make much more difference in iPads in a month than it does in the iPhone. I think it's actually had, has the potential to be a lot more useful than Siri. But I know what you mean. It's 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 like it's a nice thing, but you, it's not it is like, wait it's wait because the there's going to be a new body next year. Yeah, you're going to get a whole new body. That's why I want I want to hold my contract discount yeah. to the six, which will let it age. It only gets better. Yeah. Um, couple they, you're going to get iOS seven anyway. Yeah, iOS seven makes it feel like a new phone. That's what Phil Schiller That's said. That's the other thing is that I I always argue that the new iOS, which comes out around the same time as the new phone. Makes you makes your phone feel refreshed I can put, anyway. I, can I think put that's seven on your phone right now. This Give me your phone. All right, do it. Do you, we'll do are it. you backed up? We'll do it afterwards. Okay. Um, the please don't cancel my developer account, Apple. Um, they have cases for both the four C and uh, sorry five C and five S. They're plastic croc cases, is what you said. I think that's probably a about lot of right. people just uh, describe them as crocs. Um, I I don't know why you would put a case on your plastic phone, but whatever. Uh, they're well, again, leather people, cases you, for the 5 and 5S. You get this two-tone color effect That's that great. some people will find appealing. Okay. It looks like a Make warm. your phone unique to you. Special. Yeah. What is the best case? Com- uh, shell, color com- combination? combination? Well, it depends on your own personal taste. I'm, I'm saying if you were to... You White know, I don't like any of those combinations. Really? No. Too I colorful? Yeah. One, one color pastel-y? is enough. I don't need to do color mixing. So, okay. Let's, let's start off with 5C. Which 5C color? We all think is the best one. I'm pissed. There's no orange. If there was an orange, I would be tempted to buy a five. Again, I I couldn't do it. I can never pick one thing. I like because I, I, I like the blue. I knew you were going to say blue. You but had I would have gone to the black red. or white. If there was like a pure red, if, if there was a product red iPhone five C. There's a product red case. I, I know there is, but I'm saying the. I, I wish there was a product red one. That would be appealing. I guess I like the. I don't know. What do you like? There's a there's like a the blue. thing. I like the light blue. There's like, a thing. I like on, the green. There's the a thing on the Apple Was there a store. yellow? There is yellow. Okay, I like the yellow. Because green and yellow are my favorite colors. I think so yellow is one, one of the most popular Lumia's colors, Yeah, too. I like the yellow. Yellow is a nice, clean color. You could get a yellow phone with a green case, and yeah. it looks really terrible. But yellow and green, uh, those colors are a good, are good combo. It's a Finding Nemo combination. There's a test. You can, you can configure your own. So I feel like the salmon and the blue they could be a pink. good combo. It's funny that there's no black iPhone 5C. Just white. White, pink, yeah. yellow, blue, and green. Black is not colorful. Black is the absence of color. Okay, fair enough. But there's a black case. So you get a black case with a white. I, this is a terrible conversation. Um, I, think, I think they fucked up by not doing orange and red. They're very popular but colors. This, I, again, I think the, the point is, I, I think you're right. People that are complaining about this right now, I, I think that Apple will sell a lot of these. A lot of people on 4s and 4s's that wanted a 5 that weren't ready to go either because they're too expensive or on contract for whatever reason, this is now how they get in there. And it's a big upgrade for those people. Like you said, LTE, bigger screen, faster this and that. It's just a better phone. Um, and bigger and, battery. And now 
But now affordable, more affordable. They also have cases. Oh, so the, the yeah, that's the other thing. The five, so they're saying the battery on the five C is actually better than the one on the five, right? Yes, that's how they justify the thicker. In addition to using plastic in that steel shell, the, the thicker phone and heavier yeah. phone, slightly bigger battery. I'm skeptical. I am super impressed with the, the HTC One's battery. I've been, it, it never drops below forty percent. So there's nothing. So Apple had nothing for day. you yesterday with bringing no. you back, right? You're still no. you're still Android boy. I'm still I, I still love the OS and I still love the screen on this phone and I don't shoot the phone, uh, photos with my phone anymore. I do like the HTC One. I've I, and a, a, I've had a few conversations with people recently that a, a lot of people are talking about wanting to go to Android or they're, they're curious and I and I say if you're going to do it, get an HTC One. I, I'm I mean I'm torn. You know, the, the, the fact that I can't change my default apps still means another year before that changes. I know, I have to put that shit like on. Like Chrome and Gmail sucks. Yeah. Like having, using, I like using those apps. I, the Gmail experience is much better with the Gmail app. The fact that I can't make all my mail links in everything click open in Gmail sucks. Same thing for Maps, same thing for browser. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, somebody here needs to cover iOS stuff. What's I the deal with that leather case? Uh, it's a leather case for I'm your actually, iPhone 5 and I 5S. Like, I don't like cases, but I'm thinking about I might just get one just so I do hold on to this thing for the, for another year that it won't get dinged up anymore. And Why do you need the, the Apple Valley one? worse than it already is? Why do you need the Apple one? I just like the look of it. It looks like a no, good case. There's a, the other one, the one that, um, the one that Tracy that, uses and Adam uses yeah. now. That one's awesome. Oh, yeah. What's that? It's real hardcore. It's called uh, I try not to be X something I, or I other. Try not to be case person. You have to anyway. put it on with with a with a. You have to bolt it on. Yeah, that's not going to be for me. Because um, the problem is, I I have the the case that I do use is the battery one, and I need to be able to get that one on and right, off. The right, Mophie, right. I use that a lot. I see. I just carry a back a battery that I plug in with a cable. Yeah. Um, the 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 leather case for the iPhone five and five S comes in beige, brown, black, yellow, blue, and product. Oh, yellow! Yellow might interest me. Yellow the yellow look, yellow looks good with the white. I don't know. It looks like a bumblebee with the black one. Um, that's fine. I, so I guess that's it for iPhone stuff. A uh, couple other small things from the Apple announcement: they announced that iWork was free for new iOS devices. That means GarageBand, Pages, Numbers, Keynote, and iMovie. GarageBand is, is part of iWork. It was on the list, wasn't it? I know the bathroom. Right back. Is is this <laughs> pre-installed? I assume it's pre-installed. My, I, I, my guess is it works like when you get a laptop with iLife, where you fire it up the first time you connect to the app store. It says, "Hey, you have codes for previously unredeemed stuff," and then you click it and download. That would be my assumption, but I don't know for but sure. But not people who have existing iOS devices. No, but I mean, if you have an existing iOS device, the odds are you probably bought one or more of those if you care about them at all. Um. Anything else from the Apple event? They they had Elvis Costello. That would be a good musical guest, I guess. Um, Intel rolled out its super-duper low-power, lower-powered-than-Atom system on a chip. They're calling it Quark, because I assume Quark's... I would have thought they would call it subatomic particle, but I guess it's not as good a name. Um, anything of note they about the Quark? They did not say much detail about that. It was part of their IDF keynote, I know. Made for watches. You think for watches? Is that, for that low smart, power? Smart watches. How low is the power? Do you know? I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pay attention. Um, nor, uh, Gary, I know, wants to talk about the Vita and Vita TV, so we'll hold off on a sec. A sec. Uh, Seagate has announced that they have a new hard drive technology that is making uh, five terabyte hard drives, you know, three and a half inch hard drives possible. Very good. Um, instead of... Previously, I think the bits were they're, they're, if they're little cylinders, they're arrayed vertically. Now they're yeah, now they're tilted and layered on top of each other, so they're shingled. even closer. Shingled, yeah. I never wanted the shingles, but now I kind of do. Only in storage. 
Yeah, only in storage. It's it's interesting because the challenge with storage stuff on magnetic hard drives is always how small and how close can you make the bits without having them interfere with each other. And it seems like there's a new advancement every three or four years that that makes that even because at one point we were saying oh one terabyte drives are going to be as dense as we can do and then that became three terabyte drives and then it became five terabyte drives so you know it's working itself out um oh there's a new humble bundle i didn't know this humble bundle nine humble bundle nine what what is in the humble bundle nine ftl Ooh, that's a great game fez that also is a great game uh mark of the ninja and you have to pay more than the average average to unlock those 350 four dollars and 41 cents now it's gone up they you should got an earlier Brutal Legend, Brutal Legend, great game, and the soundtrack for all it's those not games. That's an okay game. Uh, Eats Munchies Beta. I don't know what that is. Mark of the Ninja, another great game, and trying to the complete story. They're worth five dollars each, easily worth and the five fact bucks that you can each. Get, get them all plus the soundtracks for five bucks. Pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, this is it. All soundtracks. It's uh, Brutal Legend, trying to both trying to. I don't think there's Eats or Mark of the Ninja soundtracks in here. Or Fez. Fez is in there. Fez is a great soundtrack. Um, and it's Steam codes. It's OS ten, Windows, and Linux for the uh, for the devices that are there. You have to pay a buck more to get a Steam key. Now, that's fine. I'm fine paying five dollars and forty one cents for these games. This is this is good. You should you should if you don't have one or more of these games, get this. It's worth it's worth this. Fez, FTL, and Mark of the Ninja are three of my favorite games that's of this generation. Right. Humble bundles are just getting better and better. It's it's good stuff all around. Very man. strong bundle in that one. Um, uh, first Lego female scientist. Yes, I want to. Use oh, this. and the new minifigs. The right? new minifigs. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. It's a lady scientist. Yeah, that's great. I good think it's good. Yeah. Um, and there's new sets too. Uh, uh, the big one is the Sydney Opera House. I've, I've been okay. looking so at this. So I stood in the Lego store at the weekend and stared at it for about 20 minutes and so wanted it because it's such a beautiful kit. You texted looking for approval. Did they, have, um, did they have built out in the display? Yeah, they had the, mo- they had the full model of it built in the store and it looked tremendous. And it's one of, my, one of the best looking sets they've done. Because it's the one. But it's very the, expensive. In the architecture series, they had the smaller one. Yeah. And I remember yeah. a couple of years ago when you said, great. you said, oh, if they had it in the full size because they had the London Bridge. Every scale. now and again, I look at a set and I go, man, if they just did like the full UCS yeah. version of that that would be great and they did it with Sydney Opera House but it's 320 bucks it's a shitload of pieces and though. the problem is we have a big backlog of Lego that we haven't had time to it's build a, it's a lot of shame yeah it's, it, it'd be a lot of money for something that would just sit around and not get built for a while what do, so, you, what do you think about the Ewok Village it's tempting to me don't like play sets I don't like play sets either but it's a pretty good looking play set I, I, where, I, where would you put it it looks like it take, it's such a huge yeah, put it in the kids room it's her problem now yeah um, uh, there's a the in, the in the architecture range they do have a new uh, UN um, headquarters building. They also have which is cool. I don't know how new this is, but they also have an architecture box that is just like white bricks for architecture. Yes, yeah, architecture studio. Yeah, I thought that was really it cool. Looks good. Lego's got some great stuff right now. Um, the Star Wars stuff is kind of thin though these days. There's a new Jabba's sail barge, which is quite cool. It's is how big is it? Did they have it built out? Uh, no, I didn't see that built in the store. Oh, you could play that with the pirates boat. Mixed worlds. I didn't, I, I didn't get that new X-Wing yet either. There's a lot of stuff out there. New right uh, now UCS X-Wing. The UCS uh, X-Wing. I'm not into the Lord of the Rings sets, but the Tower of Orthanc is uh, quite And when people say that the uh, the Hobbiton one. Um, Hobbiton? The, the Lord of the Rings one. The, uh, the uh, what's it called? Bilbo's house. Yeah. That one is the best. It's the most creative use of original piece, uh, right. not not orig- like traditional pieces. Yeah, to to make something. No, that's a good looking set. Too. Yeah, it was sold out a for a long time too. A lot of good Lego out there right now. Um, there's a whole new set of those little planet ones 
that are, I don't know if you've seen those, but the, they're the ones that come with like the little Christmas tree ornament looking planet. Mm-hmm. And then they have like a mini micro, they have a mini fig and like a super small scale on some stuff like they did an ATST. Right. Um, but there's a couple of them on the wall behind us. Uh, but the new ones are a tie bomber, a snow speeder, the tent of four and a B wing. I'm totally, totally I, buying those. I, totally, I don't get each. all the enthusiasm over that DeLorean, that back to the future DeLorean. I, I mean, it, I like it when the Kusu sets get made, but like, it's not a good looking model. It it's isn't. too blocky. Yeah. It just doesn't look like a, a good model. Yeah. It's, it's a little disappointing. Um, the Star Wars stuff has been a disappointment this year. Other than that, it's all Clone Wars crap. Yeah. I don't like the Clone Wars. Although stuff. the Z 95 is tempting. And I guess the UCS X wing is pretty good. The UCS X wing is great. I already have an X wing though. Jabba's cell barge is kind of just, again, that's another one where I feel like the, the UCS version would be great, but I don't feel like I kind of don't like, like the UCS stuff is almost too big though to, to like display. Yeah. Cause like my UCS B wing, I haven't built cause I don't even I, I haven't put built it. it yet, but I'm, I'm very excited about the UCS. Feel bad. It's my favorite thing that they've done. It, yeah. I'm excited about it. So excited. I have had it for a year and have yet to build it. <laughs> um, uh, last thing is the new Vita and Vita TV. Uh, so Vita TV is only in Japan. It seems super weird, but it is a small box that you can plug Vita cartridges into um, and hook up to your TV and then play games. It seems like either with a Vita that's connected uh, over Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or something or a DualShock 3 controller. Right. And it also will do media streaming. like an Also, TV we'll do Netflix box. and Hulu and all that stuff. Yeah. And also, did you mention the PS4 thing? I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. That's so the Vita that TV. That's the most exciting feature. Vita TV also play the old PS1 games from PSN. PS1 and PSP. Why, why can't, can they not get to PS2? Because that would open up a huge Vita library. doesn't have PS2 back, back, back compat. Wish it did. Oh, wait. I would think Vita did. A PSP was PS1 only, right? All I know is that, well, we're gonna get all I know that. Is that PS2 isn't in this Vita TV box. Yeah. Which is, they need to get there because the PS2 library is incredible. So... There was a lot of snark about this Vita thing, the Vita TV thing. On the I internet. thought most people were quite positive well, about Giant it. Well, Giant Bomb was pretty positive about it, and the rest, everybody else was kind of like, what the fuck does this mean? So it's only in Japan. But it'll come to America. Um, I'm interested in it because it gives a place, like if you just want to play some weird indie games on the TV, it's not a bad way to do that for 100 bucks. And there's a but lot there of pretty be, good Vita games There are going to be other options to do that, though. We know. Well, Ouya's we, out. <laughs> Ouya is not the way to do it. Uh, but I think yeah, we keep hearing about Amazon and or Google coming up with a set top, yeah. um, you know, Android game box. Uh, I think at some point Apple is going to update the Apple TV in such a way that they'll add game apps, mm-hmm. iOS game apps. Apps on the Apple TV seem like a good move. Yes, I think they'll get there. Uh, this, I think this is going to be the next big sector is the little hockey puck sized box that plays games on your TV. You think they're just going to call it the app? Old TV? No, because that would be it's already there. Be terrible. Just double cap the peas. Nope. You should do a, a Kickstarter where you can stack those boxes on some type of rig and have oh, an HDMI switcher on the back. Switcher on the back. So all of them only take one HDMI. The There's so many boxes. I'm going to cut that out of the podcast. But the but the big feature on the Vita TV is the ability to stream games from a PS4 in another room. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you can do that with your Vita too, can't you? Remote play with the Vita is a thing. Well, they they talk to each other, but I don't know if Vita will stream I'm your, your PS4 sure game you to a TV. Stream. Oh, no, no, it won't do it to a TV because well, there's no HDMI that's what you can I'm just do saying you this. can play a PS4 game on your Vita in yeah, but, another room. Again, but I don't want to do that. I want to play it on a big screen TV in oh, another room. And that's magical. What Vita We're going to talk about the do. Shield in a little bit. Yeah. It, it does make one PS4 into a like hub for your other TV stuff. Yeah. Um, it seems like the, it's unclear how much storage is on the Vita TV. The page that I looked at was in Japanese, and I don't read Japanese, so that made it difficult to tell. 
Um, I've heard reports of everything from one gigabyte of onboard memory to none, which means you'd have to buy expensive ass Sony Vita memory cards, which uh, are, I think, 80 bucks for 32 gigs or something crazy right now still. Yeah, they release new capacity. Oh, uh, bigger capacities? Yeah, bigger capacity. Ooh. That seems like a good way to make a whole lot more money. So I like it. I think Sony's smart. I think Microsoft needs to get into this space as well. Mm-hmm. Um, these little, these little boxes, what people want, these little boxes that sit on in front of your TV and uh, play simple games. There's a new, they're not necessarily simple well, games. Not simple, but not necessarily like, you know, we're talking about. Not your AAA. Yeah, Killzone and Forza 5. Uncharted and, 7. Yeah. Um, the, there's also a new Vita revision that's Japan only right now. I think it's an LCD panel instead of an OLED includes one gigabyte of onboard storage for things like apps. I assume like Netflix and stuff like that, uh, it has better battery life and will be out very soon. Vita slim in Japan. Um, that's it. That's it for news. That's what we got. Is that it? The Vita TV only plays Vita games that don't have touch. Don't, don't, don't require touch. Right. So stuff like Thomas was alone, Guacamelee, all that stuff that does no touch. It's just thumbstick games. I would love to play a lot of those games with a with a DualShock, even yep. though I don't really like the DualShock that much. Much rather play with a PS4. Not controller. a big news week. Kind of a, well, I mean, the Apple. Well, stuff. you know, Apple eats up all the news cycles. So yeah, classic world. If you wanted to roll out something really terrible, yesterday morning was the time. Yeah, because everyone is looking the other way. God, they, Microsoft should have announced the Balmer thing yesterday. It's too obvious. Yeah, Man, that would awesome. It would it would have been picked up for what it was. I um uh, Surface Two, right? There's an event on the 23rd, I think, yes. in New York. We'll be there. We're both we're both but still in town. But that's what it's going to be. We don't know. It is a it, Surface event. The invitation said, "Come to New York for an exclusive Surface." Even event. though the first generation Surface has not been successful, I still like the idea, and I think that with a second gen product, if they fixed what was it, lacking in the first one, they could still make something of it. A seven inch X eighty six Surface. Could be Why are you gritting your teeth, Norm? Uh, because that's not going to happen. No, nope. we'll just said uh, from people uh, who say they're in the know. Uh, what they expect will happen is the Surface Two will be exact, exact same lineup as the Surface One, but Haswell. So Haswell for the Pro version, yeah, and the RT One will probably drop the RT and be just have, have a T or Four. So they're just doubling down on a product that has not so far been successful. Hey guys, at the all. problem with this was that the X eighty six battery life wasn't very good. Not that it was a 10-inch tablet. Or not that it was a 10-inch tablet that you couldn't really use as a laptop. Yeah. Oops. And uses an operating system that most people don't like. Oops. Well, we'll see. I, I, I remain optimistic. Uh, a 7-inch report also has reports of Amazon's next Kindle Fire, which is uh, 7-inch and 8.9-inch. Yeah. yeah. 1920 by 1200 screen is what they say. Uh, smaller, thinner, lighter user-friendly controls, but they were pretty vague about everything else after that. What do you think Apple is going to do with uh, the next, because there'll be an iPad thing coming up pretty October, soon. Right? October. Biggest question is whether the Mini will go Retina. Mini Retina would be my happiest, happiest I, moment I, I gave away my um, Your four? Uh, full size. Three? Yeah, three. And because uh, I, I just like the Mini, and you're right, the Retina is the only thing missing. A Retina Mini would be the perfect product for yeah, me. Yeah, I love the Nexus, the new Nexus 7 with the higher density screen. I think it's great. Yeah. I would much rather have an iPad that's that size and that but resolution. I agree. My suspicion similar. is that they're going to say the Mini is just going to be this, they're double in capacity or do something, something superficial to the Mini that's not the screen. Why? Because I think they want to push the full size, new, new form factor for the full size one. So, we, so there's right, two so ways this could go. Leaks. We've kind of seen. We've already got a sense of what the new full-size iPad is going to look like. Right? Here, here's more, the, more the form factor of the Mini just blown up. And, and thinner, lighter with right. the Retina. Right. Everything that the 4, people wanted the 4 to be. 
when we see what happens, what they roll out with iPads, if they roll out a premium mini SKU, that's like they could do a bunch of different things. They could do a cheap $300, a cheap, another air quote, $300 non-retina iPad mini and then $100 more, $150 more, whatever, for the retina version of the same thing with more capacity. Right. Um, I think that the mini, looking at the people I know that carry minis around with them all the time now, it is, it is, not, a non, it is not a crowd that is not willing to pay for a premium product. Well, they could do that, though. It's not same, a crowd that's not way, willing I mean, to pay for they, they, so no, it, no, no, no. it is a crowd that's willing to they pay could for a premium keep, They could keep the non-retina mini around at their, for what yeah, is at Apple, the, Apple at their, at their yeah, And then make 429 a mini with retina that, and not that's a, my not best a guess. That's what, that's, what the, that's what the holiday product lineup will be. A new, the new full-size iPad with yeah, the new okay. styling. But keeping the iPad 2 or lower-cost iPad for the uh, e-tailers, for the square people. The... A Retina Mini and a, and a low-end Mini. So a Retina Mini with A7 would be grand. iPad Mini yes. with Retina. I don't think they've, they've solved the battery problem yet. I, I, I'll be interested to see. So I, mean, I that's think the that big question. They could do it technically and cram in there, but your battery that's, life I think will that, not be that, That's the lineup yeah. I think we would all get. like to see, whether or not Apple can make it happen. Physics. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there is a substantial physics problem. And so we'll think, see. Do you think uh, there's a chance of a watch or a TV nope. thing before the end? of Maybe the Apple TV, but probably not. I think they'll, I think they'll do a nice, strong refresh of the iPad lineup and leave it at that. Oh. Uh, they did and a stealth sell a t- update. They'll sell a shitload of minis and five Cs over the holiday. They, there was a stealth update of the Apple TV, but it doesn't seem to have done anything other than maybe make be it added less some, expensive. It added some Disney channels. No, no, that that's a real. Up, I mean, a hardware update. They changed the hardware on the Apple TV, as I understand it, but I don't think uh, it, I think it's just a less expensive to manufacture Apple TV now. Okay. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for news. I'm going to play some music, and then we'll talk about what we've been testing. People say Apple TV new hardware next month. Really? That's the rumor. That's the new rumor today. What it, and what would it be? Could, well, apps. what's Apple TV what, now? It's, it's an A5 be. or something. It it's apps. a two-year-old processor. Yeah. Okay. I'm playing music. Norman Chan, we've been testing the NVIDIA Shield. Uh, yeah, so for the past week, uh, I've been playing Shield, just PC streaming games. I'm done with all the Android games because I don't think the Android games work very well. Some of them, the platformers are fine, except they don't do a good job resolving the fact that there's a controller attached. And so you still have the touch on screen overlays for many of these games. So like to control or to do things in the game? To control. Ooh. It doesn't know that when you plug a controller in which is what you're basically doing with the Shield. So did you try anything like, um, there's a bunch of old Xbox One ports like Max Payne and stuff like that. Odd, Munch's Odd World Odyssey and all those. Some, some games will work fine and not show the controls. Okay. Some games will still show your thumb overlays. Yeah, that's lame. And then for PC streaming... Uh, this is the thing that I think is interesting about the Shield. This is the only reason I think people want to buy a Shield today. Okay. Is if you have an NVIDIA card that's a 6 series or higher. And to be fair, you do not need a very powerful 6 series video card. Because you're just running games at 720p here. Okay. Getting into those games is uh, still very beta, which means you launch NVIDIA and uh, you have uh, the GeForce, GeForce experience, experience yeah. on your PC. It will recognize whether games are installed on Steam, which is installed, or on Origin. And then theoretically, the supported games, you just hit, see it on the menu, launch it, and they'll play. From the Shield. From the Shield. Yeah. You don't have to go on your PC. In reality, you will have to go to your PC either to change resolution manually or to click pop-ups because you can't click pop-ups. So I played – I only played – you've played more games, the PC stuff, than I have. But I played um, Spelunky and Saints Row the 4th, Saints Row 4. I finished Saints Row 4 finally. Congratulations. I played four hours of Saints Row 4 on this thing and it was a lot of fun. 
Yeah. It kind of creeps me out a little bit because I saw Norm was on Steam and I said, oh, how far are you into Saints Row 4? Because he was playing it. And he went, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. We shared some notes. He goes, yeah, and the best thing is I'm playing it in bed on my shield. And I kind of got like creeped out. Not wearing pants. And he was like, ugh. Um, <laughs> you should have told me that right away. You know, Steam's big picture. So it uses Steam's big picture on the, on the device. When you click into Steam, yeah, when big you're in big picture, cool. it should tell other people that you're in big picture and thus can't type to them. Because when I get a Steam message and I'm in big picture, I always just end up walking into the other room well, if you to look type at, messages. Look, if you look at your Steam friends list, it puts up a little controller. It tells oh, really? You, it tell, it, yeah, it will tell you that you're using a controller. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a blue little so blue does, icon. Yeah, so it does basically do that. So then people who send messages to me when so I have the controller... So how are you controller, t- If you were on shield, how would you I walked typing? over to my computer. Oh, okay. Without pants and... Oh, oh it's And then went back now. to bed. Don't ever use Norm's computer chair, guys. And then, and then, and then played some more Saints Row. Did you finish it yet? No, okay. I'm doing all the loyalty stuff now. I got to the mission last night where it says, "Let's finish this thing." Right, like the finished all the Kinsey stuff. Um, it does the kind of classic Mass Effect type thing where it says, "Like, and be, are you sure you want to go forward? Because once you do this, you're into the end game. Yeah. You can't go back." Is that real? Yes, but it's not just one mission. It's there's a shitload more to do. Oh, okay, because Jeff yeah. Jeff had said that there's a moment where you think you're almost done, and then it just opens up again, gets crazy. That's where you're at. Okay. Um, do the loyalty stuff before. I've done all the loyalty stuff. I've, yeah, do, I have, do all the loyalty. I've done almost all the challenges. I've collected all of the clusters. I've collected yeah. all of the audio logs. The clusters, all two thousand clusters, twelve hundred and fifty-five clusters. Did you really? Every one. Oh, man, that's I, crazy. I'm sick. Sad. Whenever I see the blue dot, I just, I just run. I run by them all the time, but then I feel like, oh man, I'm just gonna have to go back and get it later. Yeah, that's why I thought. So then I just got them all. Fuck that shit. I've, I've completed the once story, you, and I'm now I'm just mopping up a bunch of the side quests and uh, activities. Once you get the collectible finder, it gets it gets easy. Yeah, it does peak. It does peak pretty. It's not. It, it is a good game, but it's not the same level of good as the previous one. It's fun. Once you get to level fifty and you can buy un, unlimited ammo for everything, you can just go on like. But I've crazy been level fifty for ages. ages. Yeah, I've been level fifty since like the start of the second act. Yeah, pretty because much. you, you I, I blasted through it in a different way. Yeah, I didn't do all the XP stuff. Um, okay. I didn't get level 50 until after I finished the story. Oh. So side-scrollers like Spelunky? Spelunky was hard. The timing, the, the lag wasn't... While the lag on the controller was piping the video over Wi-Fi isn't noticeable when you're playing like a shooter or something like that, it was definitely noticeable on See, this precision is the problem. If you're in any way serious about gaming, if you're kind of the kind of, kind of person that won't use like a wireless mouse to play yeah. PC games... You're not going to want this. Right? We should look even the, fra- the tiniest fraction but of latency. You can be serious about gaming want. and play a game like Saints Row, yeah. and still have a lot of fun. Like there, there are, it's it's the it's the old thing. Like I would never want to play, even if theoretically like Civ Five supported controllers, I would never yeah. play that in the living room because it's going to suck compared right. to playing with a mouse and, you know, and you're not going to be entering like the the Dota Invitational right. playing on this thing, right? Like serious gamers are not going to use it. So. Well, but I mean, I think people who even people who get deep into Dota also occasionally buy a copy of Saints Row or Oblivion or whatever, and and then you get like that's where this comes in, right. Oblivion, Skyrim, whatever, whatever but your I, game I, is. They also also come back to the idea that like even for the convenience, I don't want to play Saints Row on a little screen like that. That's I want the to play thing that on a big screen. Is I was a little bit bummed that I was playing a game that I was pretty stoked about on a shitty little tiny screen. It's less so that I was bummed about it, but that the screen doesn't scale down to a five inch screen well. Right. The, like the text was still readable and all that stuff. That was better than I expected it but to be. But it's just not the same experience. There's a reason why we like big screens. There's a reason I've been playing PC games on the 55 inch TV in my living room and not on my 30 inch monitor. Well, I mean, I wouldn't the, call that a big office. screen, but yeah. 58 inch, Gary. Sorry. <laughs> um, the uh, I had a couple of times when I was playing uh, Saints Row in the office here, which is admittedly a Wi-Fi dense environment 
where I dropped during like video dropped during cutscenes and stuff like that. But it can also play games that are just native to that system, right? They're only Android games. Okay. Yeah, so it's a little thin. It's a touchscreen on top, although that touchscreen is kind of unusable but just because of the way the controller is. Like you'd never play a touchscreen only game with that, I don't think. You never type on this either. Yeah, never type. Um it's uh the the controller is okay. It kind of mimics it's a hybrid kind of Xbox 360 PS3 layout. The two thumbsticks are at the bottom, but it has like a an Xbox 360 kind of feel to the to the grips and to the Clear, triggers and bumpers. I mean, even down to the color and the positioning of the of the buttons. It's yeah. clearly uh, Xbox 360 um, inspired. I, the triggers are real tight in not a necessarily good way. It's hard to hit the triggers and the bumpers. Like to do the two finger thing where you put your index fingers on the bumpers and your middle fingers on the triggers just because of the, the ergonomics of the controller. And I feel like the sticks are tighter than I like on a, on a normal controller. Mm. But that's, that's the, the bigger problem is the triggers and How the bumpers are hard thing? to do. I think it's 300 bucks. 300 bucks. Yeah. It's, it's, um, like it is a, the other thing is that the start select button placement is wrong. They have the, like the, the Android home button where the start button should be. Which required a little bit of retraining. It's like it is a tr- classic. This is a first gen product that will be better by the time the second gen comes along, if there is a second gen. All right. Um. Yeah, I don't really get it. It's, I mean, it's cool, but I. I mean, look, I. I am core demographic for this. I compete with. We have one TV in the house. I compete with everyone else in the house for that, for, for playing games. There are many times that I could sit with a pair of headphones on and play PC games in my living room, and and. Like that is a perfectly use good use of my time. I don't know that it's worth three hundred bucks to me, especially since I don't have an appropriate video card. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I've also been testing that automatic thing. What's Norm, that? do you degree agree disagree? You've, I, you've, I agree to yeah. some extent. I don't think it's I don't think it's worth three hundred bucks, but I think that for the right games, you can have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, I, like I, it is it is a much better experience than I expected. Like it it works at a better at a much higher level than I expected, given what they're doing especially for first out of the gate. Um, automatic is a thing that you plug into the data port on your car. We talked about it a little bit last week, but people had a lot of questions. Um, and it basically tells you when you're driving badly and tracks things like fuel mileage and distance dra- driven and stuff like that. Okay. So I can look at an app on my phone, which I'm going to do right now. Some, some insurance companies are offering things like this now. You plug a little thing in your phone and into your car and it tracks how you drive and you can get money off your insurance. Exactly. I think Allstate has one. Yeah. So in the last week, I've spent $73 on fuel. I've gotten an average of 22.8 miles per gallon, 22.5 miles per gallon rather. Uh, I've spent 12 hours in the car and I've driven 371 miles. Um, and it breaks down individual drives. Like I drove, um, hasn't updated in a day or two. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, it, it's interesting. It beeps when you drive too fast or brake too hard or accelerate too fast. Um, that is annoying and jarring every time it happens. I'm going to turn it off as soon as I'm done testing, but it's kind of a neat thing for 70 bucks. If you want to have metrics about how you drive. All right. That's the long and short of it. If your insurance company will give you something similar for free, I would probably hesitate to do that because I don't know that I want my insurance company knowing how I'm driving exactly. That seems a little creepy to me. But for them pay somebody else and have that service along. Well, with I think the way product. they try to incentivize you is they'll lower your premium if you'll plug it. I understand, but the other side of that is that if you're a shit driver, then they're going to raise your premium, right? Uh, I gotta assume. Well, I think, I, but I think the point is they'll lower the premium just for you having it. In oh, there. okay. I, I still don't want them knowing that much about me. Like I, I'm always reticent to give my health insurance 
you know, access to my medical records. Yeah. Um, Gary, you've been, you've been involved with this thing called hot pepper gaming. Oh, this is, this is part of what we're testing. Well, I thought, I guess it kind of put it in what we're testing. Uh, no, I, I mean, you can put it anyway. I just mentioned I thought it was, thought it was cool. So I just, oh. I, I guess it's been around for well, a while, mind. but somebody at some point, you know, there's that point where like something goes viral or like people suddenly are aware of it. There's a, a YouTube channel called, I broke your fucking tumbler. This That's thing right. is shit. It. Don't worry about it. Um, I'll super glue it. There's a, there's a YouTube channel called Hot Pepper Gaming. And to cut a long story short, they have a, a, a team of reviewers okay. and they review the latest games. But before each review, at the start of the video, they will eat a very, very hot pepper. So are these now, like CNET style, like stand in front of a blue green screen? Yeah, it's a person kind of sitting at a desk a or on a couch or whatever. And they've got a little, you know, picture in picture thing up in the corner showing the game. Is it and a teleprompter? Do, it looks I, like it. Yeah, I, I think they're reading off a script. Because okay. so you can't think. In- so it's like any, any number of video game reviews you've seen, except they eat an extremely hot pepper first and then try to just get through the review. I really and don't. And it's very amusing. Uh, I don't like hot. Like I like hot. hot. Like they, the one I saw was a habanero, which is hundred like thousand scovilles or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know how. So what I think typically is, what they eat is a habanero pepper. Okay. Uh, just they just they just chew up a whole yeah. one and then go, and have varying degrees of tolerance for it. The, I I would recommend watching the Monster Hunter Three review as a good example of how bad it can get. Anyway, so I tweeted about it. People have been sharing it today. People have been. It was very popular this. on the internet. Yeah, and I uh, somebody somebody tweeted me back and said, "Oh, you should do one." You should go like go and do a yeah. test review, and I said, "Oh, I would if they would have me, just like not thinking about it." And then I got a response back Good from luck. their Twitter account saying, "Well, we will have you. You should come in and do it." Good luck, so Gary. I'm. I think I'm going to do it. They're down in LA. I'm going next time I go to LA. I'm going to try and drop in and do it. I'm just more worried about that. Like the thing I don't like about the spicy food isn't the going in, which is fine. It's the coming out, which is not good. They, 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 they have a, a glass of milk there because that. You know, people that know this sort of thing yeah. know that what you really want to do is drink milk. Drinking water won't do very. I've much. got a pro tip for you on spicy food because yeah. I, I I got a jalapeno one time that wasn't a jalapeno. Yeah. Um, canned whipped cream. Oh, um, that's good, is it? Canned whipped cream will oh, just, fill all the volume it's like of your mouth. Fire retardant foam exactly. just fills your mouth. <laughs> so you take the can, shake it up. Upside oh, down. Just, they should I mean, sell I, the canned I mean, whipped cream. That's, blasting that, out. That's something that I like to do anyway. Yeah, why so. not? They should sell canned whipped cream that looks like a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Right? Yeah. And you just like little mini fire extinguisher. Yeah. Oh, brilliant yeah. Kickstarter ideas. Yeah. Now, it's really important that you don't hold the can up because like you'll whip it yourself and you don't want to do that. Right. But like upside down, tilt your head back yeah. just I until, the, until it's blasting out your nose and everything. So I said I would do it. You should definitely check out Hot Pepper Gaming. There's some very good reviews on there. Pretty dumb. Uh, and I suggested that actually could be a good segment for Octobercast even. Uh, I'm not committing to that. I think the guys at Hot Pepper no, Gaming would, for the sake of charity, for Child's Play, would very happily sub-license their brand oh, to us for one day. If it doesn't involve me eating the pepper, I'm totally down. Well, but we I'm can not maybe have one of those guys on. come no, in thanks. and do a review for us. It's too long a show to cripple your mouth. Well, do it, do it the maybe get Jeff Green to do it. He'll do anything. Plus, plus, let's see if we can you know, we get if, some if Tapatio we get Doritos. X number of donations in a certain hour at a certain time period. Maybe we'll... It's all you, Norm. Norm is eating a pepper on Octobercast if we raise how much money? For the kids. So then I ended up going down a rabbit hole this morning of watching videos of people eating ghost peppers, which is (laughs) apparently quite a popular YouTube thing to do. 
It's, it's right, right it's, below getting kicked in the balls. It's, yeah. it's good to see you making productive use of And then you found the one. Well, so I found the ultimate YouTube video of a guy eating ghost pepper and then getting kicked in the balls. It was, it was like, that's it. Close down the internet. So like, we're, we're done. The amazing thing about this video, because you showed it to us. Yeah. The so amazing thing about the video, this is a great segment. Nothing better on this is only a test than <laughs> describing YouTube we'll put videos the li- to We'll people. put the link to the videos in the, in the comments. Okay, great. We're not going to do that. If we're going to say, I'll, I'll post a comment. Okay, Gary, I'll post a comment. I'll post the YouTube links. Um, the guy who does the ball kicking is wearing an Eeyore costume, which yeah, is real it's so fucking surreal. weird. It's like through the looking glass type stuff. Yeah, it's people taking too many drugs. Um, Norm, uh, your Dragon Con, how you shoot at Dragon Con thing is up. We talked about it a little bit last week. How, how do you like your first Dragon Con? I lo- oh, I didn't talk to you about Dragon Con. For cosplay, it's it. like the perfect scenario. Yeah, your favorite, this is only a test guest, Jeremy Williams. My favorite non-Gary, this is only a test guest. All right. I get it. It is Jeremy Williams, correct? Uh, I love going to Dragon Con. I want to go back. I would go even if I work, didn't give me the opportunity to go. I would go. Yeah. It, it looks like a lot of fun. It's, it's a party nonstop. It's it's big hotel ballroom or big yep. hotel atriums, yep. lobbies, yep. and you know at eight p.m. lights go down. It's a big rave. Everyone in costume. Oh really? Yeah, that sounds great. And people people just orgies? partying. I don't know about the orgies. Of people, I bet there's a lot of people. Who I mean, lot, up, lot, lot of lot of hotel lot of hotel room parties. Like if you parties. think like if there's someone that's it's got to be because you think about it right. It's like there's got to be someone they're going like it's my fantasy to have sex with Jack Sparrow. And there's someone else, there's a Jack Sparrow over here going like, it's my fantasy to have sex with, I don't know, Sailor Moon. There's infinite numbers of combinations. It's not right? canon. So they're, they're it's getting, not canon, Gary. It's not canon. It's fan fiction. I just Googled but Dragon someone, Con misconnections. But, but presumably people are able to get together and, sure. and fulfill those fantasies. Yes. And what a place. Yeah, sounds good. But the best thing is that those atriums, I th- talked about this last week, was that you're walking, you know, even during the day, and everyone's still in costume for about 24 hours. Right. And you're walking, you see, okay, there's a Mass Effect crew over there. Yep. There's some Klingons over here. Right. There's some other video game thing over here. Some some uh, some stormtroopers over there. It's like walking through a space station. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, man, Constable Oda would not like this. What's your What's your <laughs> And you were and you were in I was, costume. And I was in the Star Trek costume. Yeah. So you I was were like, JJ Sulu, right? Yeah, like, JJ, JJ versus Sulu. JJ Command. It's like, y- it wasn't shirt. Sulu. You were Sulu. Three Three Stripes. Three Stripes. Right. He's the captain. But you were in. But you were in yellow. So, so is Kirk. Kirk is yellow. But you, but, this hold is on. You yourself said you tweeted, look for me, I'll be the one dressed as Sulu. I'm the one who looks like a Sulu. Oh. So you weren't Sulu. You were Kirk. No, was, I was Norm. Norm was feeding stereotypes. Okay. But you had the Kirk command stripes. I, 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 found, yes. I found Dragon Con misconnections, which may be better than Pax misconnections. I bet there's some good ones in Please there. Please read. I, you know what? No, may, yeah. I will be, only read it if, you can, if there's yeah. a good one. Um, love potion number nine, Avengers ball, cute brunette, cute brunette boy in army dress uniform. You said you were a chemist who just moved to Atlanta. You're teaching me how to swing dance. I was the girl in the Marvel heroes dress with the knee high red converse. I'm still kicking myself for not, uh, it's not that good. Um, there's a bunch of Cal Drogo ones here that I can't read on the internet. Of course there are. <laughs> and then here's, here's this one. <laughs> My mood of moons. <laughs> you Velma Dinkley with a tank top instead of the usual sweater. Me just deliberately disheveled Ravenclaw boy covered in lipstick smooches. That's all you need. To, that's all that's you it. need. Fantastic. That's it's all you that need. Like that paints a, a picture for me. Yeah. What was your favorite costume that you saw? What do you think was the best one? I was Finn. You were Fiona. I don't even know what that is. The, the Adventure Time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm telling you, there's got to be so much fucking that goes on at Dragon <laughs> Con. Because seriously, people are into this shit. Like, it is the ultimate, like, LARPing slash fiction, right? That's basically what's going on there. 
I was your Kirk. You were my Spock. No, but I think it's more interesting to mash up universes, right? <laughs> it's more it's like, no, no, no. I'm only into the non-canon stuff. Yeah. Do you um, think if they try to hook up, like, like somebody from like Disney or would come over and say, you can't do that. That's not <laughs> yeah, <canon."> right. <laughs> There's an official like Disney. Harry guy. Potter like, and no, no, Harry no, Potter no, and Lord of the Rings. No fraternizing with the DC people. But that's like kind of geek racism. It's like, no, like we should all be able to, you know. You were Hermione. I was Legolas. So I went yeah. to, a, I went to a, a meetup with all Marvel people. It was like a, almost 200 people just in Marvel. Just a Marvel meetup. And now, if you walked in there as Batman, what would happen? Would they like kick the shit out of the guy? Or, like, they would ask you to you know, not they would be say, involved. Like, this is not, You're not allowed to be in the pictures. This is not canon. You're not in the pictures with – because it was a group photo opportunities. Right. And this guy dressed as Banshee uh, from the Marvel Universe, okay. the X-Men, he would, with this big megaphone on, he was directing people where to go. He was like, all the Avengers – Go, you know, in this corner, right. this staircase. Right. All the X Men over on this part of courtyard. All the Spider Men over there. All right. the all the Shield people over there. Right. And the Wolverine's like, where do I go? I'm I'm in everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. That's it's like, tricky. Right. He's an Avenger. He's an yeah. X Man. Okay. There you go. Wolverine's not an Avenger, is he? He's an Avenger. He has been. He's an Avenger and an X Man. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Where does he find the time? I know. Yeah, and he's an X Force. I know. He's not in the Fantastic Four though. No. A couple issues yet. Um. Paxmas connections are good as well. I'm not going to get into them. It's too too much. Um, the people were super nice. Everyone was, was good spirited. Everyone had a lot of fun. Yeah, it seems like a good event, especially now that they've got. Did you go to any panels or sessions or anything? Just a few panels. Like Adam was in a couple panels, but the the tracks because it was all split into theme tracks. Yeah, it's, it's, just runs the gamut. You have tracks on alternate histories just panels about people talking about alternate histories yeah like that what if what lame. if you know this war happened um you have your like, what if the hundred years of war was really only 79 you know years what? a lot of people are in that okay okay yeah. fair enough i mean for people to, there, for there's people, no judgment it's dragon con does seem like the purest geek event of all of them yeah. right like this is it's like, it is, is what, you don't go there as a casual fan. the con of no judgment is there like a board game session or anything like that Do people there, there, there was a whole track on board gaming i gotta assume there's like like if you were going to d like dress up for your D campaign this is the place what's to do the it. ratio of people dressed up to not dressed up very high i think at least 25 percent were dressed up which actually is kind of hot. Very, yeah. Think about that. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like crappy costumes. It's not like somebody dressed up as Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. It's like real costumes. That would be, an, that, that would be a very easy one yeah. to do. Yes, I, mean, yeah. I could put that together in about five minutes with shirts. Yeah. I, I felt already out of owned. place at night in the parties if you were not dressed up. Interesting. It's a Halloween party. So, are you, party. what are you going to do? Are you planning costumes for next year already? Thinking about it. Okay. Talk to some friends. Have have something commissioned. Go sew something. Um. Uh, let's see, uh, Gary. You've been contemplating horror games on the Oculus. I, yeah, I, mean, I hesitate so this, to put this I, in what we're testing. I found this interesting, as you know. I'm a big fan of the Oculus Rift, and I really can't wait for it to come out. Uh, I'm very excited to get my hands on the HD version. They demoed it at, at PAX, and it, the reports are—I don't know if this is true—but the people got pink eye from the demo stations. Oh, don't share the. Oh Oculus. well, yeah, because you're sharing. Yeah, yeah. you're rubbing your eyeball. You've got the on that thing. disease Someone already going their butt on it. Yeah, I can <laughs> understand why that could be a bit. Scary. Wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Kids. Yeah. So I love the Oculus Rift. I can't wait for it to be a real product. I can't wait to get one. Um, but it has occurred to me in the past that it's, it is so immersive that it, it, could be, it, it could get to a point where it's too much. And I remember I was playing Gone Home, which isn't a horror game. No. But it certainly plays on some of your horror expectations. There are like dark rooms that you don't necessarily want to go in. And it, it, you know, it freaks you out a little bit in places. I remember thinking, wow, on the Oculus Rift, this would just be too, too intense. 
and so I started going down the rabbit hole of looking at there are horror games and horror demos out there for the you know there's a lot of games like Amnesia and Outlast which are fully intended to just scare the shit out of you in an Oculus Rift iteration that would be absolutely terrifying anyway I was talking uh, to Ben Kachera from Penny Arcade Reports and, and Patrick who's you know is big into horror games uh, about some of this and apparently Ben uh, has been playing some of them and there are some good YouTube videos out there of people playing some of these horror games with the Oculus Rift They're- just getting freaked out like, I couldn't do it it's too much and Patrick was trying to he's, he's a real connoisseur of horror games as you know he's a horror aficionado has been saying like he's hardcore in the sense that he's saying like I think at one point I said like it would go beyond the point for me where it's where it's not fun anymore. It would just be torture. Dude, I, he, he's, I, he's going, dude. That's where you want to get to. It's like horror games are not about having fun. And, and it's the, about like pushing yourself to the limit. But I, mean, I don't. That like is that. not me. I didn't want to play Doom do Three. Yeah, like it if was you too play, scary. I, Dead I, Space I, Fatal Frame Two was, and that's years ago. Too. I didn't Fatal think Frame scary. Two on the PlayStation Two is the last Dead Space horror game scary. I played. I could not finish it. Um, and because Oculus Rift, people can see what's on the screen. Yeah. People, there's an opportunity to jump scare you mm-hmm. in real life because right. you can't see where everyone is around right. you, no. and they know when you're about to hit a scary yeah. moment. It's and too they immersive. Can, like, throw some spiders on you. It's too immersive, man. I so, there's not enough money for me to play Penumbra Overture or Amnesia. Or I one think of those this games. is another great October cast segment. Okay, there is enough money for me to play Amnesia with the Oculus on live on October cast. I think you should play some Amnesia on October cast or Outlast or Only all these games. People on have Oculus to give, right? Or what's the one with the with the Slender Man? I'm not eating well, the fucking a bunch peppers, of games. but I'll do this. All right. I'll do yeah. the peppers. You do Oculus right. Horror. I, I mean, I, I think that we should have a Lego build-off, a pepper, hot pepper Lego build-off. We could do that, too. Oh, that would be fun, building Lego while eating hot peppers. Yeah. All right. But you have to do Oculus Horror games. Yeah. And then you and Norm can do the Lego build-off. Hot I think, pepper I Lego think doing off. things with hot, doing anything while... It's a terrible idea. Peppers. Patrick was saying that he, because he, you know, he wants to go all in for the most horrific experience. He doesn't even play these games during the day. He likes to play them at night when it's dark. And I was saying the great thing about Oculus is you can play them anytime because you, you know, I think if you're surrounded by surrounds your vision by people and a lot of stimuli, and you don't feel like you're actually alone in that in the real world, that will alleviate some of the horror. People who haven't used the Oculus yet don't obviously won't fully appreciate it. When you put that thing on, it, it, you're so there. The, <sighs> well, the idea of walking around a, a terrifying haunted house where things are going to jump out and scare you, I just could not do what it. What you also need is good surround sound headphones. Yes. And also your hands need to be taped to the controller so you can't actually take the glasses oh off. God. Oh my God, that's the worst so thing I've ever like heard. So it's like Edward uh, Drunken Hands except you're taped to the controller and you have yeah, to play. It's Edward 40 Hands. 40 I Hands. do it. And you, can, you have to, you, you can't <laughs> look away. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I couldn't do it. That's so yeah, bad. That is, that's like Room 101 type shit there. Um, I could not do it. <sighs> but uh, you'll do it for Octobercast. I'll do it for Octobercast. So I'm get, not so taking so my hands to, start, to the you controller know, You need to start looking into getting the Rift compatible. Ben will know. I can, we, can, I, we have the technology. Find, the, find the, the Rift compatible version of games like Outlast and Amnesia and the really, really fucked up scary Yeah, the Amnesia games. machine for pigs. Yeah. I think is out now, yeah. and I think it has Oculus, but it may be a hack. Yeah. We need you need to play I some of these I, games. This is a terrible idea. Um, Let's get a heart rate monitor. Also, we have yeah, that. We should hook you we up. We have that here. We yeah, we could do all if, sorts if, of if stuff. If Will can beat you know X number of beats per minute, then then donate X number. It, it's yeah. All right, I'm, I'm I'm totally down with this idea. This could be the best Octobercast ever. Every Octobercast, and it's close, and it's close to Halloween, so it will be like Spooktobercast. Every Octobercast is the best Octobercast ever. We should have Patrick come in and talk about horror. We can have Patrick. Patrick, I'm sure Patrick is. I hope he's. Oh, he is in Chicago. Shit. Oh, that's right. Well, we'll Skype him in. Uh, Skype, Skype guests never work. 
Bill was okay last year, I guess. Yeah, um, technology is getting better. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Yoga 2, we talked about it a little bit last week. You had hands-on. We're getting a unit, but it's not here yet, I assume. It's uh, released in October. So what is this, a new laptop? It's the... It's Remember the, the Yoga? The one with oh, the like? Lenovo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The new one. It's like a Surface, uh, but that. good. I was very impressed by that. Yeah. New one is thinner, lighter, has well. Back Better battery. Keyboards. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I installed Mavericks on my laptop the other day. Oh, how is that? I didn't really even realize there was a build of that available. It's a developer build again. What do you what do you like about it? What do you don't like it's about it? It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Like the, OS X upgrades never feel You mean OS ten? I mean OS X. Yeah. They don't I don't know what you're talking about then, I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't I just call it OS X. They don't ever they never they never seem to wow the way that the iOS upgrades do. Um so like it, it, most of that stuff's happening in the background. The notification pane is better. It supports I upgraded it actually because it supports the iOS some of the iOS 7 features better. So you can, you, I don't think you can airdrop to, um, you can only airdrop to Mavericks or newer OS 10s from iOS 7. Does anyone here use notification pane in um, I use it to turn off notifications really. when we're podcasting, so it doesn't make noise. That's the one place. Occasionally I'll see a notification that I want to see, like a Twitter DM. What's or the, what's like the signature feature of Mavericks? Is there one big feature that they're trumpeting, or is it just like a long list of little features? It's a long list of little features, I believe. Um, I'm going to open up the OS Extreme. Yeah. It is. I wish I had the job of the, uh, of naming them now, because it's all going to be like California locations. Oh, so it's the, like the, the calendar is flatter and looks more. It, they've taken a lot of the skew more crap out, so right. there's no leather on the calendar. Right. Um, OS 10 Joshua Tree. Notifications yeah. float. I would just come up with shitty places. <laughs> OS OS X Fresno. OS 10 Mystery <laughs> Mystery Spot <laughs> Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz Mystery Spot. Um, it has supports keychain. It supports tags uh, in Finder. Um, it's it's kind of underwhelming. OS 10 Eureka California. Eureka's yeah. nice. Eureka with a Y. That Eureka. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we've been testing. Uh, Sphero 2.0. It's not very good. The new software for Sphero really sucks. The new Sphero is nice. It's twice as fast. The battery's the same. It's it's a super cool little robot toy. It's still too expensive. And the version 2.0 software is really unfortunate in that it has all these weird RPG elements. So you have to level up your ball before it goes at the full speed that it's capable of eh. and full brightness and all that. It's 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 silly. Um I ate a shitload of oysters this weekend. I went to I went to to Moss Bay. Is this still testing? I, I I shocked myself with a knife. I tested the Oxo oyster knife. It's okay. Hey, Kindle's coming out with a new paper white. We talked about that last week. Yeah, with Jeremy Williams. I'm curious to know if it's any guest. better than the. It doesn't feel like that would be worth upgrading from the current paper. Nope. White, right? They say better screen, but it's not going to be. It's not. Probably something you'd better. I would notice. be stunned if there is a reason to update your Kindle. I've been on a reading for a few years. I've been on a reading binge lately, though. What, so. what have you been reading? Well, we can. Do you want to do that as this? Well, this? Yeah, let's do it at the outtakes. Okay. Uh, you want to take a question or two? We got a couple of good ones. All right. Emails? Well, but we do the other one. Emails. No, we don't do emails. We do emails. No, 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 no. Questions. Boom. Uh, if you have a question for this is only a test, the email address is podcast at tested.com. Please keep your emails short. Or your questions shorter, under 45 seconds. And make sure it doesn't sound like you're recording it from, you know, right next to a space shuttle launch. Our first question comes to us from Adam. Hey, Will, Norm, and all. Love the show. Been listening for a few years now. Uh, he's from Toronto. 
He says, anyway, Will, I was hoping you could go into more detail about the electric car solar panel one-two punch the California state government is trying to entice upper-middle-class families to buy into. The whole thing is geared towards time-of-day sensitive pricing for electricity, which on its own seems somewhat sensible, and paying you for generating electricity in times of high demand with the solar, I guess, when it's daytime, the sun is out, and air conditioners, offices, and factories are running, and charging you very little for charging your car when the power stations are looking to offload demand to ramp down, um, are there two serious problems with this? I'm just reading the email as it's written. I'm a total layman here, but it seems like only moderately wealthy or at least highly creditworthy can benefit from this scheme and that it won't put a dent in California's contribution to CO2 emissions if prices stay low at night. Or that if it is widely adopted, it will lead to more demand for non-time-of-day sensitive forms of electricity and higher prices at night, right? So my question is this. Cut to the chase. Am I mistaken or is this not a masturbatory gesture being subsidized by the California state government? Does it not constitute a transfer of wealth from poor to wealthy in the name of helping wealthy Californians feel less guilty about their impact on the environment? Any clarification would be a big help. Adam from Toronto. Just, you know, apropos of, of nothing, do you read these before you read them out on air or are you yeah, just kind of I, discovering I them as you go? I didn't remember it being quite that uh, verbose. It was, it was. I think I just skipped the TLDR at the end when I read it initially, which probably would have been a good idea in retrospect. Yeah. Um, it's a good question, though, because the point, his question, I'm going to sum it up. His question is, does the California electric car benefits and solar panel benefits, are they actually doing something good or are they just to make you feel better and maybe help you make a deal? I don't know enough about it to have an informed opinion. Yeah, occasionally we get really good serious questions. All I, all I know is Ed Asner's on my TV every fucking night telling me to put solar panels on my house because the California government will pay for it. So, so that's the thing is – uh, Norm, did you read Maggie's uh, the after before the lights go out book? Not all of it. Okay, so I, chapters. I read, I read, I hit the high points um, as well. And the thing that I didn't understand before reading that book is that the solar, the, the the electric grid in the United States and I assume most of the world is purely demand based. So when there is excess generation, that energy just gets wasted. And when like electricity is generated at say the nuclear power plant down in in uh, Monterey or or Diablo Canyon or whatever, or with the wind farms in Tehachapi or with solar panels on somebody's roof down the street from me, Lloyd's roof, that energy is used immediately. There's no way to store it and there's nowhere for it to go if there's excess. So that's why they give subsidy. As I understand it, that's why California subsidizes, California's electric company subsidizes electric rates for people who own electric cars to charge late at night. And also um, is giving subsidies to people who put solar panels on their roof. Because solar panels on the roof provide excess capacity at peak times. In the mid-afternoon, like like Adam said, when factories are churning, everybody has their air conditioners going on the hot days, solar is an inexpensive way compared to building more power plants to increase supply at those peak times. That's my understanding of the rationale behind time of demand sales and pricing for solar energy in in California. Is it possible that you could just solar your house in such a way that you could just cut yourself off from the grid entirely yeah. and power your car and everything? Um, you can, but it's much more sensible to put energy back into the grid because the time that solar is, is most beneficial during the daytime when the sun's out at 3 o'clock in the afternoon is also the time that demand is highest and, and the power company will pay most for your electricity. Storage right. problem too, energy right. storage. Having to have a whole shitload of batteries, like lead-acid car batteries in your garage, is, is, not, is not what you want. 
Um, if you're on, if you have a creek on your property, I know people who have powered their whole thing with hydro. When are so we going to have a small hydro station? When are we going to have solar cars? Like cars that have solar panels Probably on the roof? Probably never, unless unless the efficiency of the solar panels goes way up. Yeah, in the purely next, solar that would be awesome. Years. But then you wouldn't be able to go anywhere at night. Yeah, you would because the solar panel it would do what the lights in my garden do. They char- they 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 build up power during the day and they use it at night. It's, it's my understanding that with current batteries and current solar, it's much more effective to charge batteries in the car than to try to have solar that feeds directly in. Like have have more efficient, bigger solar panels in your yard or ba- a roof or whatever. Um, the the benefit of plugging in the cars at night is that it it prov- it creates a pool of energy, also. Uh, a large large demand of things that can be turned on and off remotely by the power company to help even out supply and demand curve on the power generation. Okay. Yeah. So that's the, like if you read the, the, before the lights go out, it explains that a lot of the problems we have with our grid are due to relatively small fluctuations in supply and demand rippling out and having unintended side effects and um, causing the whole thing to sag and then brown out massive parts of the grid. The upshot is this is why the power company wants you to put uh, a thing on your electric hot water heater and on your air conditioner that lets them turn it off remotely so that they can control supply side as well as demand side. And electric cars are part of that as well. All right. So anyway, um, but that's probably a really bad explanation. And if you have a better one, leave it in the comments. Uh, We have one more question. Uh, It's another uh, another solar panel question. This one is... Uh, from Opi2 from the forums, he says, uh, here's my question. We have a hut in the Tyrolean Alps and there is no electricity. I thought about somehow connecting a portable solar panel to an immersion heater to heat up a big tub of water from the well. In the summer, the sun will do that for us. But in the winter, a warm shower after skiing would be great, even if you had to take it outside. Any ideas on whether the output would be enough for this task or would we simply need a larger array, which would be too costly? Of course. Thanks and always keep testing. That guy has a very different lifestyle. <laughs> I just, I, I just wanted to ha- run this question because I don't know anybody kind of better, who has though, a like, He's got no electricity, but he spends all day skiing. I mean, it actually yeah. kind of sounds better. That sounds great. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think you should just build a fire under a big kettle. That's my advice. Probably not real good on the carbon dioxide. Um, I don't think that your solar panels are going to run a heater for any substantial amount of water. Maybe warm a hot tub. I don't know. Thoughts? Tyrolean Alps. He definitely went to the right place for, for the, advice. The Tyrolean Alps are in like Southern Europe. It sounds like something from Star Wars. <laughs> I got to head down to the Tyrolean Alps to pick up some power converters. Yeah. Yeah. The Rebel sure base. Back located before. the Rebel base deep in the Tyrolean Alps. We're going to get so reamed on, on geography. So that's it for us this week. Um, Gary, would anything you want to plug? You haven't been on in a while. Well, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks, I guess. I don't think I do have anything I want to plug. Okay. Gary would have nothing to plug. Norman Chan, always a ton of good stuff on the site. Uh, Living with Photography about shooting at cons is up this week. Uh, the Draugr, the alt- competing Skyrim armors of Harrison Cricks and um, and uh, 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 Bill Doran, Chinbeard, and Bulpen Props is also great. It uses the new format. I don't, do we talk about the new? Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't. It wasn't up yet, I guess. Um, we, we have the new feature format on the site now. You should check it out and let us know what you think. It is uh, optimized for tablets, but it looks great on desktop as well and shows like it's one column and really cool and very modern and neat. And I think it turned out really nicely. Um, and always good stuff on the site and more video. We'll be at uh, world maker fair next week. So, uh, I don't know exactly. We'll, we'll probably record a podcast from there or from here before we leave or something. I don't know. We'll do something. 
Um, and be back next week or the week after with another episode of This Is Only a Test. Uh, stay tuned for some fake outtakes. Today's outro comes to us from Shadow Light. Uh, if you would like to leave your own outro, Google raw outro song file, and Lane was kind enough to post all the instructions there. Here is the outro. Hi there, I didn't see you. That's it. I can show you something that would make you unhappy almost immediately. I seem to remember at the time that that was said, thinking that's going to end up in a... I don't know what the context was for that at all. Well, I, I think I was talking about my penis. Norms. <laughs> I don't think that you were specifically. But that was that was the inference. That, that was the, that was what the joke was supposed that's, to be. That's that's what the, the context became. in which the statement. Yeah, what how it arose up. I don't know. Please keep your penis in your how pants. It rose, how it arose. Yeah, yeah, very good. May as well keep it going. Um, we're gonna talk about books. Let's talk about books a little bit. Let's, you, yeah, you've I love been talking about books. And people like book talk. Do they? They seem to. They, they don't like when we strongly. talk about video games, but they like when we talk I think, about books. I think they're probably less knowledgeable about books and more knowledgeable about video games. What does that say about our audience? I, I, or America. Yeah, whatever. It's good. I like video games. Do you like video games, Gary? I like video games and books. Hey, I'm, a, I'm a fucking man for all seasons. Do you like video <laughs> games? Yeah, video games are pretty good. Okay. Um, I read... Uh, What's the last book you read? I just... Or, I, well, What's I'm the last looking, book you, well, you... Are you reading anything right now? Yeah, I, I'm always reading something. Uh, I just finished Neptune's Brood by Charles Strauss, which is the second in that series. It's pretty good. What is it? What's, what's that about? Um, imagine a world, Gary Whitta, All right, where humanity was wiped out due to some error on our part. Okay. But we had built a massive number of autonomous robots, robots that could build other robots. And was it the robots that wiped us out? No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe we just, maybe some plague came. Okay, so the ro- we died, but the robots. It's unclear why behind. we died, but it seems like the robots probably weren't responsible. The robots are still around. The robots miss us. Maybe not a ton. Some of them more than others, but the robots have built a society and gone out and explored the universe and done all sorts of stuff. So it's a story about the robots. Why is it called Neptune's Brood? I thought it was going to be like Fish People. I think the first one was called Saturn's Child. This series. one's a, yeah, it's a series. It's a Charles Strauss. Are the robots it's, allegory for us? I think I probably know. yeah. Do we miss our makers? Yeah. Is this like high end literary or is it like airport beach, you know, just a quick back? It's somewhere, it so Charlie Strauss is in between. He does, um, he writes the laundry books, which are probably what he's best known for. I know Lloyd really likes them. I don't think I know those. Uh, they, you'd, you'd like him. He's English or Scottish, I guess. Um, but he writes, uh, the laundry books are basically about a paranormal MI6. Oh, so okay. imagine that out there somewhere there are mathematicians who do. In a world that higher level math, like crazy high level math and sorcery are basically the same. And that by doing the wrong kind of math with the wrong speed, you can unlock gates to, to untold horrors deep beneath the ocean. Sounds like a movie. It's really good. Yeah. It, it, it would make, five movies combined would, in one. It would make a great movie. Um, the laundry books are a good place to start. Yeah, I love movies about math in particular. It's, That's well, my favorite subject. It's like Primer... Primer meets uh, R.I.P. The Avengers. Pi. <laughs> you, saw, yeah. you just sold me on it. <laughs> meets yeah. Pacific Rim. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's exactly it. Exactly go. it. Um, that's really good. I'm reading Pirate Cinema by Cory Doctorow right Pirates now. Pirate Cinema? Pirate Cinema. Oh. <laughs> I, like, I, like the, I like my version Pirate's better. Enema is a completely different Pirate's movie. Pirate's Enema sounds much better. Yeah. Literary masterpiece. Um, best thing I read lately was Neil Gaiman's Ocean at the End of the Land. Oh, yeah, how is that? fucking great. Was that good? Neil Gaiman books are would that, always Would that be a good great. entry book for someone who hasn't read any Neil Gaiman? Um, I would read uh, American Gods probably 
It, like he doesn't write series. Or, no, they're very, all they're, they're all their own shots, thing, right? Yeah. Um, Ocean at the End of the Lane is very charming. It is very good. O- American Gods is one of the best books written in the century. It's fantastic. Everybody okay. should read it. Um, but uh, if you if you have already read, maybe it, I'll read that. Read that next. American American Gods is pretty dense. It's a little heavier than say your wool or something like that. Okay. I also in, tore through in what all sense? Of, hmm? heavier in the sense of what wool is a very fast read. It's not. It's not particularly. The prose isn't dense. It's a copy of American Gods right there if you want to borrow it. Well, it's not on a Kindle, is it? No, it's yeah, not that's why I gave Norm my copy of American Gods. Um, it, American Do- Gods is something you kind of chew. It's not like Infinite Jest or something like that. It's not heavy, but it, but where wool is pulpy and almost like Dan Brown in its readability. Yeah, uh, American Gods is a little a little. You, know, you want to kind of take your time with it. Okay. Um, what you, have you have you finished the wool books yet? No, I mean uh, I'm. I'm some way through it now. I'm not sure. One of the one of the only things that irritates me about reading on Kindle is I don't know how far I am through the book. Well, the thing at the bottom of the page tells you. Uh, I guess it tells you how long you have to go in time, and or also, where you are in your location. But I, I like good old fashioned. There's also miss, a bar. No, it's yeah, on your, on your app, not on an actual Kindle. There isn't. Yeah, it's just the dots on the bottom of the Kindle. Yeah. So okay. I'm. I don't know how far I am. I'm in chapter part four. It was a five part thing, right? Yeah, on the first series, though the first yes. omnibus. Yes. Yeah, so I'm. I just started part four okay. of the of the first omnibus. I I think that the wool thing is fascinating because it's the first. I mean, I know there's been other stuff because Fifty Shades of Grey, I guess, came out of Kindle singles and all that. Yeah. But it's the first thing I've been interested in that was like self published. Yeah, wool's wool's a great story in that you know he he published it himself. Yeah. And, it was uh, a short story to, at first. Yeah. And then he built it out into these five parts to make him a full novel, and then a real, a real publisher. I guess they, I guess now, publishing houses must have people that are dedicated to just looking at like the ebook self published market and trying well, to figure, oh shit, this is going to be a big. It's like thing. video games, right? And they're, then they come along, of, they're yeah. looking for they the come indie along stuff and buy it, buy them up. Well, and, but he still self publishes the newer things himself on Amazon, right? And he supports and then, fan fiction that gets published in the universe. Yeah, it's and, crazy. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's 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 an exciting model. Um, but I am reading Will at the moment, and that's a good. I, you know, everyone said read it, and I'm reading. And it's really right. great. It's like it's easy to read. Yeah. Um, it's great world building. Um, and you know, it's, I don't, I'm enjoying it. There's it's not good. necessarily a ton of subtext, but it's not needed for that kind of book. Like I was perfectly satisfied. But it's, a, it's a fascinating world and you can see why they bought the movie rights to it because yeah. that's a world that you want to see realized. Dude, they, they, Disney buys that. They can crank out 25 movies over the next 30 years Fox set in that universe. It, well, whoever I'm just and saying, it's, you know, you, everyone has their own imagination of what, you know, yeah. silo looks like, and uh, there's a there's a comic version of it that's coming out as well. Really great world building, great characters. Is right. The prose level is like for me that prose level is like the porridge is just right. Like it's not doesn't feel like young adult, oh, like yeah. too remedial. But it doesn't feel like oh the, this, the author's trying to be super clever. Like it's right in the middle well, where I like just, it. Just just to not don't knock young adult. Like I ha- there's a lot of um there's a, especially if you're into science fiction a lot of good science fiction in the post Harry Potter. Post, um, what's the thing with with um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Hunger Games yeah. world? Yeah, that is young adult targeted at young adults. No, there's, but there's, it's high there's science fiction. Young adult fiction. I, I mean, so after the dad cast, Vinny and and Dave and I talked a lot about books and fantasy books and what we like to read. Because I was looking Man, for I'm bummed. I missed that conversation. Yeah, it was a good one. Fuck. Um, anyway, Vinny do a book podcast. Wait. Vinny's working his way through a series of books now called The Last Apprentice. And it's the series of books that they're making this Seventh Son movie out of with Jeff Bridges, mm. okay. where he's like the kind of the, the the witch hunter, and he takes on a young apprentice based on those books. So it's basically like The Witcher, 
I guess similar to that. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so Vinny said, yeah, I'm reading them. They're, they're great. Like, they're really quick reads. Like, you can basically read one of these books in a day. Yeah. And I had a long airport, uh, sorry, a long airplane journey. I thought, well, I've lo- I got to load up my Kindle. So I put a bunch of books on there, Wool and various others, some other stuff that I hadn't finished. And I read one of these last Apprentice books, and yeah, it was gone in like, it took me six hours to read. It was really short. But I'm not sure if it's intended to be a young adult, but like, I, as much as I enjoyed the story, the prose was, it was like, it was too remedial for me. Yeah. Like it almost felt like it was a kid's book. And I, that to me is not going to work. So I didn't, I don't think I'll continue with the other books. Um, but wool was, you know, for me, a, a big part of like the experience of a book is just the prose. Right. So like, that's why I love Patrick Rothfuss. His name of the one book. Oh, book. God, so that's, that, that book prose is, so good. is just like a gourmet meal as opposed to something that might feel, you know, like it's telling you the story, but it's, you're not really, you know, living in the richness of the prose. The thing about the Rothfuss books is that he does the world building bit, which is the thing that, that Hugh Howey, I think, does with Wool really well. Um, but on top of it is layered. Um, uh, it's just it's just a pleasure to read. But it's, I, it's something you want to read out loud. But it's not about intricacy. No, right? no, no. It's, it's like, a, so I, the other thing I just started reading, I'd never, you know, it's, it's a shame that it took his death to get me there. Uh, but I started reading Elmore Leonard, which I'd never read before. Oh, right. And uh, I worked my way through a collection of his short stories. And the beauty of that prose is the simplicity of it. Like, yeah. there's, there's no cleverness in, you know, he's not looking for the longest word to describe something, everything. It's almost kind of Hemingway-esque. It's, it's Spartan. Short, it's terse, it just gets to the point. But it's still beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and so when you, when you talk about, like, the richness, enjoying a story just for the prose, it's not, I think, necessarily about you know, what kind of literary hoops the author is jumping into trying to impress you. It's just how do you best tell the story? And there are, there are clever ways to do that that aren't necessarily about, like, long, intricate sentences and big words. It's not about packing in the biggest words. Yeah. So I've been really enjoying – I'm a big Hemingway fan, and for that same reason, I'm now enjoying Elmore Leonard. I've, I've never read Elmore Leonard. We've, we've talked about this before, but for the same reason, Kurt Vonnegut, who has very, very quickly become, I think, my favorite author. Mm-hmm. One of the things I finished while I was uh, on my trip was the uh, finished Welcome to the Monkey House, the rest mm-hmm. of those stories. Oh, those are great. And the, I, I, I don't know how I missed this, but I didn't know that Kurt Vonnegut was basically a sci-fi author. That's in- well, I had no idea. Slaughterhouse-Five is a science fiction yes, book. Yes, it is, and I didn't know that until yeah. I read it. And I read a lot of his like probably 60 75% of his stories are science fiction stories, and they're incredible. I, 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 I want to say that a lot of his books take place in the same world, like The Cat's Cradle and Breakfast of Champions worlds are the same. Yeah, because Theodore Sturgeon, uh, yeah, yeah. that guy, the, the, the character, the, the Kilgore Trout, Kilgore Trout. Yeah, appears yeah. in a bunch of them. Well, yeah. you read all of those stories, right? The one, the, there's one in particular about people that figure out how to leave their bodies, which is just incredible. I, so I haven't read this since I was in high school. I should go back and read. Yeah, Vonnegut I discovered again. it really late, but it makes me want to go back and read everything Vonnegut ever wrote because he's just he's just a fantasy. And great. there's another guy that uses economy of language, and again, he's not trying to impress you with like you know florid prose or anything. Just tells an incredible story. But it's the thing about the thing about somebody who does that well is that the sentences, it, it, it it's simple and it flows really well and it's very readable. Yeah. But you end up with a. I bet if you sit down, if we sit down and talk about one of the sequences in in the name of the wind our mental picture of the pub that the framework story is told in would all be different is i don't think so i think they're close no i think i think they would be different you think so yeah cuz you always bring something of your own to it that's why that's no matter true. how rich the world is whenever they do, they do the adaptation people are like oh that's not how i pictured it well but if you look at stuff like um yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. We'll see. We should we will compare notes before they make the because they're going to make a TV series of name in the name yes, of the way. Right, a friend of mine is working on that. Um, 
What else have you been reading, Gary? Uh, so, like, I, I, you know, I kind of, I'm trying to sustain it. I love when I'm reading. I feel like I write better. I write more when I'm reading. It just, you just feel like it recharges it, you. It just enriches your life in every way. Um, and I love that almost that drug like feeling when you've got a good book that you can't wait to. You always want to be picking it up and reading it. But what happens is, like, I'll finish a book and I'm like, oh, that was so good. Like, I want to read more. I've got to pick, and then I'm in that phase where I've got to have something else on deck because if I don't, yeah. If I can pick something up right away and start reading, then you know the chain continues. But if a couple of days goes by and I don't pick up something else and read it, I can kind of lose the it'll it, the fire will go out, and then a couple of weeks will go by and I haven't read anything. So I've got to got to constantly be having something on deck to finish to jump straight into as soon as I'm done. Well, for a long time, I didn't. Um, if I if I was reading something I wasn't particularly enjoying it, I would just keep slogging through, and and then I'd kind of stall out. Yeah. So I've just stopped doing that. Like if I'm reading something that doesn't grab me in the first, say, 200 pages, I put it down and go read something else. There have been a few books that – and you, you don't want to do it because you feel like if you get halfway through a book and stop, then that's just time yeah. wasted. But there are there, – I've got like a third or a halfway through a book and I'm just like, you know what? I just, I just, I just don't want to finish this. I just don't care. Like I, I love Neil Stevenson's Anthem, Anthem, whatever, however the fuck you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, but it is a real slow starter like most of his books are. And a lot of people just don't get get into it at all. Yeah, um, I would have been really bummed if I hadn't pushed through and gotten to the to the to the end of that book because it's really gorgeous. This is why it's great to find a a, a great series yeah. because you can just go. Obviously, the next book immediately suggests itself. Yeah. Sometimes that goes that goes badly for you. Like the Song Fire, Ice and Fire books, the George R. R. Martin Game of what what became Game of Thrones. Yeah, starts off amazing and then quickly goes off the rails because there's just too much shit going on. Right, became really overly now, complex. Answer me this. Yes. When I'm done with wool, yes. should I go on and read the other tr- Shift and Dust? Should so I I've, read read, stuff? I've read the other two yeah. omnibuses. Yeah. And just so you know, it's if you go to buy these, it's really complex. If you want to try it out, there's a short story called Wool. And I think it's called like Wool Book One. It's free usually on Amazon. Right. You I can, just bought the one to five omnibus. That, that is because it's like $2. Like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but if you want to just try it out and don't want to pay for it, go get the first chapter. So did he initially publish it like as a serial? He first put out just the, the first part one and he, then he, he was published as a novel. Right? He initially published the bit about the sheriff. Right. As a standalone short story. Right. It was wildly successful and he was like, shit, I got to do more. So and what did he do? Did just put it up like girl. in the Kindle I think he thing? put it up as a Kindle single for 99 cents or yeah. buck or something. Yeah. Or two bucks. Um, I thought the second one was okay – and the third one puts a nice stamp on the end of the whole thing. If you get to the end of the first book and feel like you have as much closure as you need, you're perfectly good stopping. There. One of the one of the complaints that I read was that it goes on to overly it explains too much of the. So world. Brian Reed said that I would talk. I was in the same conversation on Twitter. Um, he also didn't like the fourth Gunslinger book, which I thought was the best one. Right. So I, I found that those the 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 sequels to Wool were, um, like I said. If if you could have watched, if you're okay with the amount of closure you get at the end of the first book, you don't have to read the don't read the other two. Yeah, I think Wall does a very the way Wall is structured is very clever, and this is maybe why it was successful as like sequential publishing, like mm-hmm. publishing it in five parts over time, is that it paints this really great world. Well, it's very cliffhanger. But it always, again, great cliffhangers. You want to read the next part, and you want to. There's a very rich world, mm-hmm. but also enough of it is set aside as mystery that you want to know, you know, what really happened. So the next two sets of books the next the next two books shift and and dust remove the curtains from that world okay um, maybe you don't want to if do you're that. okay with if you want that then go for it if you don't then don't right i think either one is a perfectly reasonable um way to go yeah i i thought that the second book was okay and the third book was pretty good okay um 
but yeah, that's that's where I I thought the second book kind of was a little bit longer than it should have been. I thought. But I love but I love the fact that these kind of books can find an audience now. Yeah, this that is a dude. Just, the, the whole vanity publishing thing. Finally, there used to be a whole predatory industry based on that. Yeah. I think it's now kind of gone away. Here's here's the thing. There are probably thousands of books that are as good as wool or better sitting in drawers at publishing houses that people submitted yeah. unsolicited manuscripts and they were yeah. like, not reading this. First sentence sucks. Move on. And, pub- so, and publishers love it now because this whole indie – I don't think they do. Well, no. I think they love it in the sense that this whole indie marketplace can happen. The cream can float to the top and yeah. then they can just come along and snatch it up. Yeah, you know they could they can pick up a proven success. They may have to pay pay more for it, but then they have to put out a lot of stuff and go. Well, let's hope the audience likes this. The audience has already kind of proven that this is something that people want to read. That's Fifty Shades true. of Grey became, you know, for better or worse, became a hugely successful book in its own right mm-hmm. through the Kindle, you know, ebook through, marketplace. Yeah, e-books, yeah, and then Random House or whatever just came along and said, right, we'll have that. Well, and and so then they published the part that the, that was difficult to because they published paper versions, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, it, I'm sure they also now presumably have the ebook rights as well. I see, so I think they published the paper versions of the Hugh Howey books, but they're not doing the ebook versions. I, th- I want to say the Hugh Howey book started as a as a as a November National Novel Writing Month thing. Even. Oh, really? Nano? I was curious about that. Whether or not there'd ever been like a NaNoWriMo project that had actually it, ever gone on to be commercially it, successful. It may not have been that, but I saw somebody doing it. I read an interview someplace that was a NaNoWriMo. It would have to be something like that because story. 30 days to write. It's 30 days, 50,000 words, right? I think that's, that's the That's asking idea. a lot. It's like I mean, 1,500 words a day. It's maxed out. And you know, I'm writing a book right now, and that's 1,500 words is a good day for me. Yeah. Anything over 1,000, I'm happy. 1,500, anything, anything over 1,500 is gravy. Uh, but, you know, sometimes, some days it can be like pulling teeth. Sometimes well, and, you get you know, more or less. And you but read... To, to hit something that could be worth reading in that, you're just bashing it out, it's going to be crap. Because, again, something good needs to be edited and rewritten and... You can't just bash out a first draft and hope, and hope that's good enough. The, what Hugh did, which was to write something more short form, make sure it was good, and then put it out. Yeah. Was, and again, he did a lot of that, for in fairness. There's a lot of Hugh Howie on the Amazon store right now. Yes. But it's a, it's a good way. I'm, I'm almost kind of half constricting it myself because like, you could spend a year or more writing a really, really long novel and putting so much of yourself into it. And then you put it out there and it just nobody wants it. Yeah. And you feel like you've wasted your time. You haven't because it's still great to create something. Yes. But you didn't get the success from it you wanted. Hugh got dipped his toe in the water and said, well, here's a world. Here's a story. I'm not going to commit too much to it. I've got more of it ready to go if you like it. Yeah. But perhaps you would like this first piece. And, and, people, and people lap it up. And so he knows yeah. that he can continue to write. That the audience has already told them that it's validated. Did you um, have you read any John Scalzi stuff? No, uh, although I'm a big War. fan of the feminist thing that he's been doing. Yes, but he's, I hear he's very good. He's awesome. I wouldn't know why. Again, I would I would need a recommendation. Like if you're going to start, so if you're going to start there, the places to start are Red Shirts is a standalone book. It's really fucking awesome. Okay, it's if you like Star Trek, you will like Red Shirts. Is it based on Star Trek? No, kind of. It's you know how Galaxy Quest is based on Star okay, Trek, so it's that. It's Star Trek, but it's not Star Trek. Not Star Trek, Star Trek. All right. Um, and then Old Man's War is like hard sci-fi, Scalzi. Both are great. All right. I, that sounds good. Um, no, yeah, you've been sitting. Are you not reading? Are you, do you not care about uh, this sort of thing? Read occasionally. Short stories. But not, not your not your We've talked about all the stuff too. Red shirts and stuff. We talk about this stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I guess that'll do it for us. Let's go get some lunch. See yeah. you guys. Uh, see you guys next week. I'm going to fade to black.